Okay, welcome to uh, the Deep Rex Pod. I've got Martin Del Campo. He's a stylist in LA, and uh, Mikey MDC on Instagram. And uh, what's your what's your Twitter, Martin? Uh, chillest boy. <laughs> chillest boy. Okay, yeah. No, I just I had your I had your Instagram up on my yeah. phone, so I might have to I might have to change them someday, but just so that they're all Mikey MDC. But chillest boy is just like an old in joke inside joke kind of thing okay we're both we're both we're both figuring uh, yeah we're figuring it out twitter uh handles out so um so yeah so i just i just saw you on on twitter and liked your uh liked your kind of a crime crime movie aesthetic thing that you got going on and i don't it's so funny because i actually hadn't been following you for that long or even aware of your existence for that long but I just like perused your perused your tweets, and I think it was I think it was the you know the the getting ready in the suit pics or something. Oh, where yeah. I, I immediately I immediately just jumped on that. Was like I feel like I'm simpatico to this guy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna DM him and say hey let's uh, let's record a pod. So it was funny because there's a lot of other people I've been following for a lot longer that I didn't feel um, I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. No, I'm glad somebody likes any of the stupid stuff I do. So, oh no, it was great that that, that uh, yeah, the Coltrane one was just. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. No, no, normally, normally you go on Instagram or Twitter and you're just like, I get off of it and I'm just like drained, and and feel worse off. And I, I watched that vid and I was uh, I was rejuvenated. I'm not, oh, no, yeah, I'm, no, oh thank, no, that's great. No, yeah. I I mean, what's what's I try? I mean, I still care about like social media way too much in a way and like it's kind of I think it's cool to like have something on one that isn't on the other you know Mm -hmm. and also but the the whole like video of me getting ready is like one of those things where it's like I mean I guess it could be like seen as like this is like douchey or like some people are probably just like what is this but like I do it I I love the it's not something I've seen a lot, but um, I'd say like the reason I do it is because of like the end of Wong Kar Wai's The Days of Being Wild. Okay. There's a there's scene, you never seen it. There's seen a it scene at the end where it's it was supposed to be a setup for a direct sequel, but I I think it never really, it didn't really like pan out, but it's just Tony Leung um, like getting ready. Yeah, he Tony Leung getting like ready and like, his small in, insanely small apartment or like almost looks like a trailer and it's him just getting ready and it's super sophisticated it's like this amazing scene and it's like mesmerizing you know him putting in the cufflinks and checking his hair getting his cash putting on the suit and all this stuff and, and that's kind of like what made me do those you know I mean? okay and like weirdly enough like um i mean i i would only do them if it's like i I don't really like dress up, wear a suit like every day, but I, I would like to, to be honest. But when I do, you know, I'm kind of at the point now where like, uh, 
I, I've done it often enough that nobody really questions it. Nobody's really like, oh, what's the big occasion? Or, oh, you going to a funeral? Which is nice. Like, it's kind of nice to get over that hump. Yeah. So, but, um, but when I, yeah, when I did those videos and stuff like that, or like a video of me getting ready or whatever, or even just like posting a picture of yourself, like a, that's like obviously a selfie. It's one of those things where you're just like, man, I'm just going to do this. Cause like you, you expect there to be like some opposition or some kind of, and it just doesn't matter if there is, you know? No. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, um, and even yeah. on, even on Twitter, there's like maybe a couple people who are just like, you look like you're going to go sell a car or something like that. I was like, that's, that's cool. no, I no. just be like, no, no, I don't. I want, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to find that guy and, and it beat him up with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get on a plane to Scottsdale or wherever he was and just <laughs> go after it. But, um, yeah, but yeah, so, yeah, so there was that. And, uh, and yeah, so, um, uh, so you also said when you were DMing that, uh, the Brady Stanell's podcast was one of your first ones that you got into. And so, oh, yeah, thought, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, I thought maybe, uh, as he does with his question of at the end of his pod about what, so what do you think about the Eagles? I thought maybe with mine, I could say, so what's your relationship with Brady Stanellis? <laughs> well, I love the Eagles. I will say that. I, I know. I, 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 I love the Eagles too. I want yeah. to, I want to get a, a t-shirt of their greatest hits album. What's on there. I can't see it. If I, it doesn't exist, but I, I mean, the, 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 the thing with the Eagles is like, a yeah like one of my best friends um logan always says he always points out like the reason one of the main reasons people hate on the eagles is because of that line in the big lebowski and like that movie has so much reach where there's a line where the dude says something like okay like, i hate the i hate the eagles man or whatever yeah and like people all want to be the dude in the big lebowski for some for some reason yeah, I love that movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's one of those movies that's such sure. like a, a dorm room movie, like yeah. that. It's popularity kind of like hurts it. So, sure. but like they and I, I used to describe to that mindset just because of Hotel California. Everybody hates exactly, it exactly. And, and I, then, I, did, I didn't even I know did. that, but I, I hated the Eagles too until I was one summer I was working in a factory and they played like classic rock, and I came out of that, the, you know, loving them. So. Yeah, I I forget which song it's the uh what's it called? I can't tell you why song uh that I realized it was like, wait, this is the Eagles? Oh yeah, I guess I do like the Eagles. I think it was uh, heartache, heartache tonight for me. But uh oh yeah, there you go. Um yeah, they're great. They're great. So but, but so what's my relationship with Betty Snellis is yeah. I waiting for the end. Yeah, my, no, um uh Brett, let's see. Okay, uh my first job uh when i was 19 was working at borders borders bookstore rest in peace and that was like a dream first job for someone in a small town who was like into the arts so like you know you get discounts on books and dvds and all that but um uh i think the i bought less than zero i forget why and I didn't like it. I remember I actually returned it. Even with the discount, I was still returning it because I was like, I just don't get it's it. Fun. Like it's I fun. read most of it and I read like more than half of it. And I, I, I was 19. I think I still look back on that time. And I think I was just too young to oh, understand yeah. the, the ennui of the like 80s 
this like MTV generation, early MTV generation kind of coke adult aesthetic, whatever he was going for. Um, I just didn't know what that was really, you know, and I didn't really see, I didn't even see the glamour and the ugliness of it. You know what I mean? So I and think the, that the, was, the, the end is so punishing. I, that, that was, right? I was just, I was just beat up from that. So I, I, yeah, maybe, maybe it was just, I think like the thing is maybe I was just not in the right mindset of like, um, like a book or art or whatever that makes you like that kind of uncomfortable or kind of like because I was reading and felt really monotonous and I was just like I don't get this whatever and um but that's that's how it goes but uh and then you know I never I never liked the movie American Psycho I I always I do like rules of attraction um you know the movie uh so mainly like a lot of my experience with Brett was the movies and stuff like that. And so then, um, oh, I will say Rules of Attraction, I think is great, except for uh, the dude playing the drug dealer. I think he's like one of the worst actors like around. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but- <laughs> uh, Dawson or whatever. No, 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 J James Vanderbeek, I think is good in it. I, okay. I okay. You know, I, I- It was I, him I, shedding his bad boy or- shedding Okay, his, I, I haven't, I haven't, I, I haven't. I haven't seen it, but yeah, no, like you, I kind of found a way um, back, way back and in then through. I think Brett was just in the early days of Twitter, one of those people who everybody followed. And I would see his hot takes all the time. And like when I was like younger, maybe when I first moved out to LA and was still on Twitter, like um, 2011, 2012, whatever. And sometimes I would be kind of annoyed and be kind of like, what's he like? Because he would just hate on things that, maybe sometimes I really liked, mm. but I didn't really understand that, you know, him challenging things meant so much to like, eventually it would mean so much to me. So eventually I listened to his podcast and I think I was listening to it with like, you know, a closed mind kind of it, like kind of just like, what is, you know, and I just remember like, it just hypnotized me. Like this is the early days when he was still on Apple podcast. I was just like, this is just like every intro is just like, incredible like him reliving things him talking about the first time he saw a certain movie in the 80s whatever and then eventually he started veering off into and, and then whenever he interviewed people like the the way they talked about movies you know for me being like a, a movie geek like um it was just nice but then he eventually veered off into like this current brett who's kind of just poking and prodding and, and pointing out the hypocrisy and like, you know, this, this like hypersensitive world we live in now. And he's like the perfect poster boy for that because his, his books have always been like, you know, kind of raw and, and, and violent and ugly, whatever, you know, they've always been controversial. And now it, he's like speaking out against all this stuff because really like a lot of this stuff wouldn't fly nowadays like at all um so like i just I, I, so like i was missing him for a while because he eventually went to patreon and i didn't know what that was and now i subscribe to the patreon and now i'm just like i've just been kind of catching up here and there like the the tom cruise um uh, deep so, dive that he that did was, that was so was, good was so good um and so. yeah, just, just even hearing him talk about like the Irishman or something like that, like 
is just great. Like, it, you know, he could tell me about a movie that I already know I like and I still can't stop listening to him. You know, he's just, he's just, yeah. The, there's no podcast quite like that. Yeah, he, he's got something you're not getting in anywhere else. But um, if we run out of content, we'll we'll loop back to this at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. We can do we can do an hour on on that. Oh yeah, easily, easily, easily. Um, so yeah, so the the format of the show is basically we're gonna kind of go over uh, your favorites your favorite films and then just to kind of help help the audience uh kind of orient themselves to you yeah and and basically say you know should i follow this guy down this path because if he says (laughs) if he says my favorite film is i can't think i can't think of one that everyone would hate but like uh but uh they can kind of yeah kind of see how they match up with you and then also i personally and i think maybe we're getting back to this with uh, kind of definitely with Jack from uh, the perfume nationalist, the kind of uh, patron saint of this. I'm, I'm Jack doesn't, Jack doesn't know it yet, but this is a, this is a spinoff. This is an official spinoff oh, podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'm honored um, to be a part of it then. Um, yeah. Big yeah. shout out to Jack. Yeah. Um, man. So, uh, and you were going to say earlier, I asked you, I said, are you wearing a scent? And you said you weren't yet, but you were probably Not yet. going to. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still in the process of really getting ready for my day. I still need to shave and stuff, but the, uh, I'll probably be wearing my new favorite, which is Abbey Rouge, Abbey Rouge, Habit Rouge, uh, which is like, okay. uh, I always say it wrong, Gurlain, Gurlain, whatever, okay, but yeah, it's yeah. like a, uh, it means like red jacket it's it's supposed to be inspired by like the uh like horse riding like equestrian like kind of like sophisticated like whatever so, so it's got like Connecticut. so it's it's got like a it's it's got like a strong like kind of citrus touch okay. to it when you first spray it but it's it's got lots of like uh vanilla and kind of maybe some like vetiver maybe some no no i think more like vanilla kind of like leathery but okay. when I was reading, I'm the type of person when I buy, I blind buy colognes sure. because it's fun. And, and Jack is a big proponent of that. I, I think yeah. it is fun. But if the reviews say like elegant, sophisticated, masculine, that's what I'm into. Like I want okay. something that's just like, I, 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 even if it says like old man, sometimes I'm like, Mm, that's a good thing you know to yeah be like, sure yeah i i don't i don't really i'm not really into i you know i mean i'm not the most masculine person i guess but i'm not really trying to smell like too like feminine i'd like some feminine sense i have a few but you know you get it so yeah i think this is a a joke but um so with like working from home it's it's great for if you're working from home to add some spice to your day just oh yeah just perfuming or coloning hard at home but uh my my, this isn't a joke my daughter picked out yet again so that's something we do every morning is she picks up i can't wait to get i need to buy a bottle that's next on my list i'm gonna get a bottle of yet again because um uh sam uh rubber widow yeah big shout sam told he was telling me he was like you gotta get that come on yeah yeah no 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 that's what i'm saying for for for, uh for purists it'll seem like that was a that was a very uh questionable coincidence but uh well is that is that is it's in the same vein though right it's i think i think it was like well i think it was like episode number two or something 
of the oh right yeah yeah so if you're for the completeness but um uh, so so uh what are so what are what are your favorite films i know you dm'd them to me but uh so it was five favorite crime films right specifically that, sorry that's 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 what we're doing so that's what yeah, yeah. so we uh, which that, isn't that far off from my favorite films we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do favorites then we're gonna do uh favorite crime films then we're going to do uh overrated or uh crime films that particularly offend you if you have any of those and I, which i was going to say was i think that um so i was going to say that before before jack and that's what brought jack up is is that i felt like uh no one was everyone was just like because you kind of had this incestuous relationship with either podcasts and even like maybe film critics or or everyone was anybody who's interviewed on things they're, they're potentially there in the industry or they're like a creator also and so or or they're an artist and i'm not an artist and so i don't have to worry about anyone ever crapping on my work and right so, and so i i think it's i think it's just part of i think it's a good part of taste is you know i think it's like your taste is also defined by what you don't like so um, that's a good point yeah no great yeah uh, and so I, th I think that's a, a nice, a nice thing to include. It makes, it makes the person maybe maybe more controversial, but also more interesting. And then, and then we'll get into the uh, main course, meat and potatoes of the show, which is the, your, your, un I've, I've said underrated and hidden gems. And yeah, uh, so that can be, the, those will be either ones, just things yeah. that maybe people should take another look at or that don't know about. So if we, if we just start off with uh, your number five favorite and work our way down to one. Cool. Um, what was the list I sent you? Uh, it is my top five. Uh, it's Heat, Fargo, Rafifi, Out of the Past, and then uh, Out of Sight. So, okay, and Out of Sight was number one. Was it number? Oh, I didn't put them in. No, any, oh no, you just order. you didn't put. Okay, I know, Heat I, would uh, probably be number one because that's like if anyone anyone who knows me knows that's my favorite movie um but it's one of you know it's one of those things that's been my number one favorite movie for so long like if i really examined everything like maybe it's maybe it's number two i don't know, okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah no i kind of i kind of like i yeah so mine with with, with casablanca i don't really want to sometimes I don't want to think about it or push it around too hard. I kind of want to just keep it as my number one. Uh, right, right, right. So I, yeah. I feel you there. Um, and yeah, I mean, like if we really came down to it, like, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't care if, if, if my all time favorite movie sounds impressive or pretentious or whatever, but like, if, you know, like Terminator 2 is like, could, it might be my favorite movie of all time. I don't know. Right. But <laughs> I right. think that it's, it's definitely in my top five, but Okay. You know, okay. So, movie, so we won't talk about that. Okay. Yeah. So Heat, Heat, Fargo, Rafifi, Out of the Past, and Out of Sight. So that's a pretty, a pretty good list. And then, and then overrated. We this is this is where the show could go off the rails. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to that. So well, let's start. Let's start with the easy stuff and work our way up. So so Nightcrawler. What what did you particularly? Oh, this is for the overrated part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Nightcrawler. I saw that in theaters. I was really looking forward to it, um, and I walked out feeling like if that was good, I guess you know it was one of those kind of feelings. I just didn't buy it. Like 
it was Jake Gillen. It, it had all the makings of something that could have been like this nice, seedy, neo-noir. And um, there are a lot of aspects I did like about it. I was, I was happy. To, I'm always happy to see Renee Russo, you know. Um, but yeah, it just didn't work. I just was just like, what is this? I, I almost felt like it was veering or, or, or kind of shying away from like, um some actual darkness like it almost felt like manufactured fake film noir to me i i yeah it's just weird i i get really like specific about stuff like that and something about that one i just like it had been it felt, like it it felt it, false like yeah. it start, started off started off rougher and they try and they try to pull it back or something yeah. man it was some, sometimes things like that but or or maybe it just didn't go rough enough you know what i mean like it, yeah. it, or it was it was faux i don't rough. remember I don't remember anything about it except break exactly. in, break into the break break into the house and then do the vans breaks does trucks fa- brakes fail or something? Yeah, it was yeah. It I barely remember it. I just remember like I talked to people who were like, yeah, it was this solid, you know, steady, like neo norm. No. I was just like, I how? I was just no, like how? No. And Jake Gyllenhaal, like, you know, I I, I don't have anything really against him but there's certain actors in certain roles i'm just like eh it's just not working for me you know um did you see did you see uh not to bring him up again but did you i i saw it at his behest did you see the the tom ford jake gyllenhaal movie I can't nocturnal animals yeah 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 that's, I, that's... I, I saw that in theaters too opening day because i was such a big fan of single a single man yeah um which it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I I thought the single man was really like pretty and and yeah, it was cool. I, I, no, I, it I, felt I, like a fashion ad, but Nocturnal yeah. Animals kind of similarly has like a fashion advertisement feel to it. Um, but it that that one too, like I like like I really like like half of it, you mm-hmm. know, like but I felt like it kind of ended weird and, and it didn't it also like kind of has this setup to be like more grisly than it actually is. Sure. I, I thought it was plenty, plenty grisly, but it also ended pretty mean, but we could talk, we want, I, I, yeah. I, knew, I knew this was going to happen where I was going to take you off of it and, and we um, need by to all means. Stay, stay on the thing. Because <laughs> um, we could also do that for uh, two hours. So, and then, so, so drive, I got to tell you, I'm right there with you on that drive is perfectly fine. I thought it was, I, I enjoyed it. And I, and then I remember showing up at work thinking, and then being shocked that not only had like every dude seen it, but every dude, it was their new movie. I don't know if that's right. why. Um, drive. Yeah. Number two on my list for overrated would be drive. And that's because uh, I loved it when I saw it. Uh, that movie was like, in a way it's almost nostalgic now because that's 10 years ago, which is hard, which is crazy to think. But when I saw it, um, I think the only reference movie I'd seen maybe was like, I'd seen Bronson, I thought it sucked. Uh, and I'd seen Pusher when I was really young, but I didn't get it. It was like, not for me at the time. Now I love, I think, I think the first two Pusher movies, I haven't seen the third one, but I think they're brilliant. I think that's the best thing Reffin's ever done um but uh particularly part two but then when i saw drive so for me like when i saw that i was like oh this is like embracing that aesthetic of this like 
80s kind of like this thief vibe you know this michael mann kind of vibe this like neon uh nor and it had the electronic soundtrack and all this and it was really violent for a, a studio movie for a mainstream movie with ryan gosling and with carrie mulligan who was like on fire at the time and uh i just remember being in the theater i saw it by myself like at the arc light or something like that and, and just being like oh this is the best i thought it was the best because it was a real theatrical experience and and at that time for sure like no mainstream movie was like that yeah. um and i believe it yeah it did open wide it was a big movie yeah um even i think my parents eventually saw i remember i was hyped because the trailer so so now it's just flash forward to now and it's just a matter of it just didn't age well i started disliking it a few years ago but when it first came out on DVD, I remember I got it and watched it at home and I was like, eh, okay. I was just like, not, it, it just wasn't, I was like, okay, well maybe this is just something that doesn't, that plays better on the big screen. But that's true of like every movie. So what else is there? So like, I, I, I just feel like all the things that were working for me, like him being this like quiet, this Gary Cooper type, the, the strong silent type, um, which I thought I always thought was funny. A lot of people misconstrued it as like he's like autistic or something like that. I'm like, no, no. Like the, that's the thing too. Like a lot of people had all these like weird this the the dialogue around the movie. Uh, just some people were just so off. Um, but really, what it was supposed to be to me was just like, oh, he's just this cool guy. He he's like a John Woo character in his own way. Like he's chewing on a toothpick and just quiet and cool and like all this stuff but I remember seeing it in theaters and some people like kind of laughing at the way he interacted with Carrie Mulligan and I was just like not laughing because I was like I don't think that's the intent I don't, I don't know I I mean they're trying to show this dude who's just like a thug in his own way who just is like not really sure how to interact with people and he's not like a people person in general so so what but what um but but what, like what? now I so now I see that well the thing is now I see that stuff and it all just feel it's a, it's similar to nightcrawler it all just feels fake you know what i mean like uh, like something about it all like just seems like it, see, it seems like more stupid. Of a it seems like a stupid like it seems like a, it feels like a like a student film i don't know like like a like a put on or something no yeah it, it almost feels like um uh and maybe this is part of the appeal. It almost feels like, you know, like what a kid would think is cool. Like, well, see, I, you know, here's the thing is, I think, I think we're going to get into a little bit of that with, we're going to, sometimes I watch a movie and I think this is what, this is how I would write it. That's right. That may not be a good thing because exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, this it's I'm this is what I would think is cool and uh, and or maybe 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 that is fine and I guess that that's something else I want to talk about once we well, get into, once we get into this is is like you know you kind of go through these um, these peaks and valleys of uh, you know oh I gotta hate the Eagles oh wait actually the Eagles are cool and and we can uh, kind of talk about because um, I guess the thing is that you know you you realize that. I realize that the different people that I have been listening to talk about culture for 10 years are now right. 
um, people that I not only, you know, I mean, there are people I used to pay to listen to their podcasts mm -hmm. uh, or, or, or donate. And, and now I can't even like look at them as like, uh, I don't know. You know, like I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't believe the words that are coming out of their mouth, I guess. Right. So, so, so I think, I think I'd had like a, so, so now I'm, I'm kind of, okay, back to page one, kind of questioning things and trying to figure out uh, where the levels are at. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and with drive, I think it's one of those things where it's like, just the same way you can look back on uh, a movie you once didn't like and rewatch, revisit it and be like, oh, this is actually amazing. Like with drive, it's something that I just look back on and I'm like, that actually sucked. You know, it's just stupid. I, uh, I mean, no, really, so, so I guess without going too deep into it. It's just like, yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. I, I guess the no. thing is, is far be it for me to defend drive. Cause I, I, I always kept it. I liked it, but I kept it at arm's length compared to how other people embraced it. But well, yeah, and, and I, I have I have know, no I have no desire. I had never had it. Never even occurred to me to revisit it. And so maybe if I did, but I guess the thing is that, that I am starving for. As a, excuse me, as an audience member, is someone is a director who has put thought into the jacket that the guy wears. Who right. has put thought into how are we going to shoot whatever I don't know the what's outside of the window in this scene and it just seems like there's so much wasted um, wasted time and wasted scenes and there's no thought put into anything about uh, when it comes to most movies so it's just such a breath of fresh air for someone to actually think about those things and so now if it comes off a little cloying or it comes a little off a little juvenile uh, I guess I'm still maybe a little bit okay airy in that direction. Just yeah, can't yeah. get can't get everything can't get everything right. And uh, but yeah, and 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 that movie is kind of sparse in its own way. And someone someone could say it's underdeveloped, but really it's like well, no, I think it's supposed to be just like a it's supposed to be a simple simple kind of crime story, whatever. You know, the Ryan Gosling's character doesn't even have a name, which I I always thought that was cool. You know, he's just, oh, oh, yeah. but, but I mean, I, I, I feel like he pulled that from, you know, uh, Walter Hill's movie, the driver, um, is the driver in that, in that he doesn't have a name either, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, that, now that movie's sick. The drivers. Yeah. His name is just the driver. And then okay. I think, uh, uh, Bruce Stern is in it and his character's name is just like detective or the cop or something like that. Okay. That would be, a good, um, that would be a good, uh, a, a good quiz list to go through. Cause I was thinking, I was thinking about layer cake when the main character doesn't have a name. Oh, and also, yeah. And also I think too, when, you know, like I was saying, when I first watched drive, I was like, I was like, Oh, this is like pulling inspiration from all these eighties stuff. I like, you know, nor movie, whatever. And, you know, boiling freak and all this. And, um, and then I think there was like some interview where Reffin was like, hey, yeah, I have not seen these movies. He's never seen Thief or, or To Live and Die in LA or, or this or that. And I was like, I couldn't yeah. tell if it was BS or not. I was like, no, that's what, okay. That's, that's the type of stuff that just sends me, sends me uh, hurtling off into space. When I, hear, like, I remember like I'm, for good or ill, uh, what's the, what's the band with like the three brothers that uh, has sex, your sex is on fire. Oh, Kings of Leon. 
Kings of Leon. And, and so like, I kind of missed the boat on getting into them. And then I like, the only thing I knew about them was, okay, that song has pretty catchy. And then, but then I heard in an interview, they're like influences, we don't have any influences. And I was like, right. Okay. I'm out. You guys might be the second coming, but I'm not even, I'm writing. That's off. so lame that they said that, but I do love Kings of Leon. I'm not going to lie. Nope. You got it now. Well, now you got to rethink it. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Right. So yeah, no, I should probably, I, I, there's much more chance that I'll revisit and reappraise them or try to get into them later now that you say that yeah. than, than some other bands, but, uh, but that just reminded me of that. Okay. So, and then here, here's the thing where we might have to just end the call because it was my favorite movie of that year. Oh my goodness. I'm praying he- for you. He- Hello, high water. Let, let me have it. Fake. It's fake. Heller high water is is like okay so i again saw that in theaters i'm like ooh, i'm, I'm dating myself i'm aging myself I, I saw a movie in theaters a couple years ago now but i was looking forward to that because um writer of Sikar, or it was directed by was it directed by taylor sheridan too? Uh, it was it was written for sure um yeah i think it, uh, why don't, oh, no, you... it, was written, it was directed by david mckenzie yeah um Taylor just wrote it and and Taylor wrote, I, I loved Sicario and um, I think of Taylor Sheridan as like such a man's man. I love, I love Wind River, Sicario, Seg Sicario. I think he is one of the only guys who's, he's writing the modern Western, like he's writing these. So. He's just, he's really, uh, he's, he's really good. As he's really is. great, you know, and so. <laughs> So when I saw Heller Ride Water, uh, I was expecting, I, I don't know. I, I, so I saw it and I was like, I, I, again, it was one of those movies where I was just like, that was good. Yeah. What are you saying? You're and saying- then, but then all the hype, you know, it was like, it had an Oscar buzz. It has like 97% of Rotten Tomatoes. Not that that means anything. So much praise for a movie that I thought was just like pretty like mellow. It, it, it's... I don't want to say it's middling, but um, it's it's just fine. But there's like a falseness to it. The same that I was saying with all these other movies, I think they're underrated, overrated, but where it's just like, I don't know Taylor's background, but you know, um, there was some, there was like some Southern colloquialism stuff in there that just felt like it was being written by some Hollywood guy, you know? Um, particularly there was a scene that I, I thought was insanely cringe where, uh, uh, what's his name? Jeff Bridges and, and his partner go to like a, a little cafe and the waitress makes some kind of speech about whatever they're, she makes some sort of speech about the food. About, you can, like, you can, it was like a sassy, like, you can, only, you can, you can only, you can only have blah, blah, blah. You can't have yeah. Blah. And it felt like some kind of, it felt very like try hard. Like it's, it felt like he was trying to be like, I don't know, um, you know, with stuff like that, people were always like, oh, it's trying to sound like Cormac McCarthy or something like that. Maybe I, I don't, I didn't really see it like that, but it, it, it just something about it. I was like, eh. Like, no, I, 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 think I, I understand that. I mean, that, that, that obviously set off alarm bells, but, but then I decided. Instead of asking questions, I was gonna like it because I think um what did I like? I liked the um whatever when he asked for Dr. Pepper and he gets him a Mr. Pib. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah see <laughs> we've all been there um, <laughs> and, and his brother just flips out I mean, that was uh, it that that was what made the movie for you you're just like yeah, that was, <laughs> just, uh, the little soda detail i thought was just so realistic no the, i mean the, the, there was a okay there's a few notes i have about that and that's ben foster i think i thought i liked him for a long time and now i'm starting to think he's just like one of the most cringe over actors like right now like if you watch him in alpha dog it's embarrassing um and i i grew up watching him on a show called flash forward which was like an abc like disney show I, I, and i thought it was great but then he's he's in these movies you know three ton to yuma i don't know he plays these intimidating roles and i i just don't buy it so like he has these scenes where he's calling himself the lord of the plains and all that stuff I, I did particularly like the scene in Hell or High Water where they're being chased by some local hicks after robbing a bank and then he pulls out the, the AR-15 and just they all back down. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was great. But I, I remember just being kind of like a little confused by like what I, I, I was like, what, 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 what isn't working about this movie for me? And I, I talked to a friend who was just like, oh, it's, it's pretty people playing ugly people. And I think particularly he, he was talking about Chris Pine being in a role like that. And I was I like, I, yeah, I, I love but that. I like that sometimes. I yeah, I, I think I'm fine with that. I'm fine with pretty people playing ugly people. But then I, I remember I was reading um, uh, a blog I like called uh, Space, Spacey Thompson Blogspot. Um, it's it's called Hard Boiled Wonderland. It's just like a okay. books, movie recommendations and stuff. And I, I remember I, when they came out. He, oh, you're familiar with it? Or? No, no. I just I love a good Blogspot blog. Yeah, yeah. It's still a Blogspot. And yeah. he he said something about like, oh, with all the um with all the grit and the 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 violence in this movie, it it feels like it's not really. It feels like it's almost the movie almost has this tone like it's um. I think he said like it's condemning you for enjoying this or being entertained by this it, it's a movie that's not really it's not really pulp it's it's kind of like it's uh it's a mainstream kind of pulp you know it's 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 almost it, it, the movie doesn't really ha have a message or something but it's almost something that seems like it would have a message like it would have this oscar kind of vibe to it when um really when it comes to crime flicks or anything that's hard-boiled i don't like any of that you know i I want you to kind of embrace the seediness and all that. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it just felt kind of like a, like a diet, no country slash heist movie slash whatever. Yeah. So I think uh, it I, just didn't work for me. No, I think, I think I'm, I, I can, I think I, it's nice. I'm glad that I can, uh, it's got to, I, I, I'm very reassured that I can see where I can see where you're coming from this instead of just, you know, there's some things that like, if we're going to, uh, someone presents their arguments and you're like, okay, I'm just going to walk out of the room now because yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. It, and it's probably because it's directed by a different person that it has, it definitely has, a, it has a coding. Yeah. On it. it has, it has, a, it has, a, it has a, it has a layer where it has been, has this layer to make it uh, go down smoother um then maybe it was first on when he wrote it i wonder uh but i guess and i think this is very interesting and telling because i was just listening to it i was listening to brady Snell's podcast and uh, uh really good episode with this is uh, gigi i was just listening to this, this afternoon the screenwriter uh and book chiclet it's a great episode everybody should listen to it 
GB, Gigi Levanji or something like that. But oh, I think was, I listened to that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, yeah. But she was saying, I can't, I can't, um, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to write a message movie. I can't do any message movies. And I was, I was like, yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. It's so, that's so dumb. But then in hell or high water, a message that I like and that I think isn't ever put up on the screen of, and, or, and maybe, maybe other people would think it's a put on, but like the class message of like, you know, being poor is a disease type of thing. And, uh, and I, I, yeah, so, and I saw, so I, so that's a little bit of a, maybe hitting some people over the head or two well, on the nose. Um, all crime, all crime fiction really is about class at the end of the day. Um, am I wrong? I mean, I don't know if you think, I, about it. I, I think, it, I think it might be, well, you know, uh, in a lot of ways, I think in a lot of ways, like, uh, you know, like, um, I, I, someone asked me why why i'm so drawn to it and it's it's really what i'm drawn to about crime fiction and, and crime movies it's it's really that's like well these are, they're always you know it, it may just have the same ingredients it's just a gun and a suitcase full of money and maybe sometimes a girl um, but really it's like what i'm drawn to is desperate people right and i and i want to see what's well, fascinating to me is how far a desperate person will go and nine times out of ten that that person's desperate for more money or to get out of debt, or he, maybe he's desperate for a woman. Maybe it's a crime of passion. Um, but, you know, like when I was uh, working a summer job, like uh, at a thrift store, I remember when I, when I was in junior college or something like that, like I remember uh, a French guy, like helping a French guy in my small town where I'm from in Visalia. And, um, and I talked to him about like French movies and something like that. I was like, yeah, I like well, whatever. And uh, he was just like, why do you, why are you so into film? What, what's so bad about your life? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was just like, well, you watch movies to escape. Right. And I was like, huh? I was like, I never thought of it like that. I, but, but he made a, it, it was an interesting point, but it, it kind of plays into why I think I like all these dark, sometimes sinister, whatever, um, crime films is because it's like well my life's so good you know I, I mean I, I I like life I I or my life's so like uh inconsequential in some ways whatever that I'm drawn to these stories of 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 a life that's not so great or you know what I mean uh, um I'm drawn to those stories of the desperate men or, or the criminal or whatever just because it's so so different from what I like you know um or, or so different from what I'm used to or what how I grew up or anything like that you know I I grew up in the suburbs or whatever you know okay. with with, my, with two parents that love me so I'm drawn to all this stuff that's like the opposite and in, in high school I was drawn to a lot of horror movies and stuff too um but uh you know it's kind of the Sullivan's Travels argument if I don't know did you ever see I, I see I've seen it I, I forget what you're um which oh, is oh which was is, the very you know very, very begin one that the the, the the whole point of Sullivan's Travels which is one of my favorites is is the filmmaker is like, I'm going to stop making comedies because it's like set during the depression. He's like, we, we got to make real movies about what's really going on out there. Uh, which is like people poor and desperate and all this stuff. He wants to make a movie called Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And every and all the producers is like begging him to make comedies. And when he becomes a homeless person to see what it's like out there, goes undercover and, and ends up in prison at the end he learns the valuable lesson when he's with all these like 
hobos and, and prisoners who are like having a movie night in a church watching like a Disney cartoon and they're laughing. He like looks around. I mean, I think it's one of the most poignant scenes. Yeah, in cinema. It's the, he, the he, ending. Right? He looks around. And yeah, it's the end, and he sees. He's like, these people don't want to see anything like their life. You know, mm-hmm. they want, they need the comedy. You know what I mean? And I think it's similar to me. It's like I, I, I mean, I, I don't really want to watch a movie about. I don't want to watch an eight twenty four movie about my life. A bunch of dudes in their early thirties and late late twenties just hanging out in, in LA or whatever. You know? Yeah. I'd rather see, um, you know, killing him softly or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I think I think that's like kind of what draws me to it in general. Because um, not to go too off topic, but yeah, I I, I do find it interesting because like I meet people like like Sam and, and who are also just like live and breathe crime fiction. I always wonder like what's what's the appeal for you because it's it's different for everybody, you know. Yeah, I would. I, yeah, okay. And, that, and that's that's a good a good transition to your to uh, to your gems. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a better. I need to think of a better term. So if you think of one for for underrated I, I, or just or, 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 besides hidden gems, and I kind of actually mean I kind of think I do want to kind of because I think actually underrated or oh, underrated is actually its own category, but at the risk of getting to, uh, not keeping it simple. I, I think I lumped them together initially, but, um, but yeah, no, but just another term for besides hidden gems. Cause that just sounds Un, uncut like, gems. No, I'm just kidding. Uncut, that, yeah, it, that, sounds, that would be on my overrated list for sure, by the way. Uh, hit, that, okay. Now that, okay. That's a, that's a, that's an interesting, that's interesting. That, <laughs> talk, talk about another movie that I think there's, I think uncut gems has a similar, um, when you get done with uncut gems, I, I think I felt similar it's like it's a gut punch and some of these movies that i think we're going to talk about are kind of a gut punch too um yeah uh but yeah no that, that's obviously it's very different um, um so but yeah, yeah the, but, but the a different gems, a different term a different term besides hidden gems um and then, some of these aren't very hidden some of these are in plain plain sight i think maybe let me look at my list again well so actually, actually so what i said actually uh i put i put down because i was thinking i was like okay yeah some of these are you know something but then i realized i realized i told you underrated so so uh you know that's not yeah bear bear, bear with us uh militant yeah <laughs> podcast mobsters I'm I'm, I'm 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 working this i i've let him it's my fault if if you are if you're angry but i i so since since we talked about this so yeah so your number your number five one has eighteen thousand views on imdb which one do you think is the least seen of all of these as far as imdb says that's a good question don't say the title because we're going to tease it but um uh but out of uh so the first one is the croupier at, at number five. Oh, okay um, and that's that's the least seen no no i was gonna have, i was gonna i was gonna if you're looking at your list i was gonna just have you oh, guess okay. and then say and say a number um for views on IMDb, yeah, or uh, I guess it's ratings on IMDb, which I found. Yeah, uh, probably has like a seven. I don't know. No, so so Croupier was number three most seen. Oh, uh, really? With with eighteen thousand ratings, and then huh. 
And yeah, and so then it was your number three, and then your number, so it was your number three was the least, number four, and then croupier, and then your number one, and then your number two. By a, oh, okay. and, then, and then I think I think number two is the most underrated as opposed to hidden gem. So, okay. so take it away with the croupier. What, 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 what got that on this list? Um, croupier, let's see. Uh, croupier, I just think is like a, uh, a really stylish, moody kind of neo-noir, like British neo-noir, where it doesn't necessarily feel... The, the thing is, like, I picked all these movies based on the fact that, you know, when it comes to, like, gangster movies or heist movies or whatever, sometimes those are in their own genre. Like, I think of those differently than crime or noir or whatever. Um, and this movie doesn't feel distinctly... It doesn't feel alienating. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, this is so British, I can't understand what... I like there's some cultural differences or anything like that. It's a very straightforward movie, I think. And um, I just think like, I think Clive Owen's narration is, is great. You know, I'm, you know, they always say like first rule of screenwriting, like, you know, don't, don't have a narration, don't have a voiceover. Yeah. And, and, and I think there's always an exception to that rule, of course. Um, and I think his works perfectly. I think he's just so cool in it. Um, I think it's a different kind of story. I don't know. Did, did, I feel like it, did it originally start as a TV movie, or, or I think it might have been a TV movie, a BBC movie, or something like that, and then it played in theaters here. I'm not sure. Really? I you know what? Think you, so you know what that would that would make sense because this this the um, the quality. I, I actually just finished it the, today. The the, the um, what do you call it? With the, the setting, uh, the production, yeah. uh, the, the production the, quality is kind not, of TV, not, or not the production quality, but the um, what do you call it when the person who goes around town and finds the cool scenes and oh, uh, yeah, location, location, location scout, or something, or so you know, like their flat is, yeah, is is super. It's like it's like you use it, it was it's almost like they were, yeah, making like a, a student movie with where they shot the scenes, but they had a professional crew and a professional writer and a professional everything. Huh. Um, and I looked, I, I looked this up point. and maybe I'll here, let you talk. I'll, I'm going to pull up the IMDb for it again. Um, so just um, carry on with what you're saying. If you yeah. Oh, did you just watch it for the first time? No, I had, I had seen it and loved it. You'd seen I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think maybe, I, I always thought the end was, was cool. Cause he just didn't care about the girl. So like, so he's, this so is the, he's this very is, cold. He's cold. This His is, character this, is cold. This is the other thing I'm, I'm working through is I realize it's very uncool to care about spoilers, but because it is a, the whole photo, and this is your number five, so, and we can leave it, theoretically, we can leave it up to the guests, but I don't know if I want to do that. Um, but I almost feel like if there's enough for us to talk about where we don't have to say what happens, just because, I guess what I'm figuring is, I, in my opinion, there's a new dumbass born every minute who's trying to right. not be a dumbass anymore. And who maybe is interested in seeing some of these, even though some people say, "Oh, it was, yeah." Know. Some people are really turned off by this. So, you know, I don't whatever. believe in them, but, but yeah. I, without going into it too deeply. So, I, no, so, I, so, 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 if we can, if we can have an interesting conversation without, without, uh, without, and some, some of these, some of these nuars, it might actually be uh as with uh your number two it might actually it's, it's nice because the ending is such a heavy hitter or such a downer it is nice to know the end so you can actually just enjoy yeah. the film and not have to worry about whether they're gonna get out but i guess if yeah. it's crime noir you know they're not getting out you but, know um, you, you know it's gonna be an unhappy ending 
see i see i i'm always i'm the sucker that's always still pulling for it to me i mean i get that i i'm (laughs) I'm definitely drawn to downer endings i like to feel like i've been punched in the gut for sure yeah so Um, i was i was just taking roundhouses to the all all week long (laughs) yeah i don't think yeah most of my list is pretty pretty yeah um but no i i I, without giving too much away for croupier i i thought it was cool that his character is is like so like apathetic kind of you know and he just so cool he he has a almost like a bond james bond kind of quality to him and just this, the casino type of setting is just unique and and sexy and cool. Um, yeah, and, and that's I guess that's that's, that's cool what movie. I that's what I like. It's, about it's a cool movie where it's like, and it doesn't really have like guns in it. Really, it's not. It's not like a, you know, it managed to pull off all this atmosphere without really doing too many like film nor tropes. I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I always found it really impressive. The, so it's uh, the director is this Mike Hodges guy. Yeah, who, Mike Hodges who did who, Dick Carter. Yeah, which I, he's not. I I was actually looking at watching the Terminal Man the other day, uh, and I think, I've never seen anybody say so Flash Gordon get Carter, but I, I wasn't actually all that uh, familiar. Have you seen? With him. Have you seen? Yeah, Dick yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Now yeah, that yeah. that movie is like that's one of the few movies, even for me uh that was so dark that it, it it made me feel awful at the end i i and that never happens to me but i remember when i first watched it I, it was years ago i haven't watched it in years but i, See, I wonder like, if you, i wonder if you saw i wonder if you saw it when you were younger then but i talked to somebody recently who just watched it and they were just like yeah that movie was rough and i was okay. like yeah it's weird it's weirdly rough especially for this time period and i was like i could watch like irreversible over and over like before i could watch it. okay the ending yeah. of Gate Carter. The ending of Gate Carter. I just remember just feeling like kind of dirty. I was just like, Eesh. yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I, I maybe you're just sensitized. No, know. no, I think I probably, I think I probably was even more sensitive and went into shock, and that's why I don't. Yeah, I'm not. It's not coming. Well, back. It, it's a very unsexy movie in general. It's just like a not a. It, it's not like yeah, it, it's a revenge story, but you don't feel nobody's. I mean, Michael Caine's always cool, but it. it yeah it, i feel like it's the first doesn't one. glamorize the revenge you know yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel but, like but he remade he made another movie re- in the 2000s with clive again called i'll sleep when i'm dead yeah which was like a rehash of get carter it's another exactly, one. yeah so yeah. i just I, and i didn't i didn't like that at all oh um, see, see i think i yeah i think i'd seen that i think I'm, i might have seen that before i saw get carter because i was just but like, it's also filthy like it also makes you feel filthy like it's brutal like these sometimes these british crime flicks really don't mess around so i, I appreciate yeah. that, and that, and that and that's the thing that's cool about the the maybe the brits and the koreans is you kind of uh even if it does drive straight down you know stay stay between the lines you don't you don't know it yeah you're off you know it might veer off and and uh but uh so who, what was i gonna say the guy the guy who wrote it um paul Mearsburg. So I guess that, that that I guess that's what I'm saying. It's the only the only knock that you could have against this movie, which is not which is more something that sells it to me than than not is um it's it's almost like it's a uh, it's written for uh, young male writers by young male writers for young male writers. It's, it's right. Written, it's written. It's, it's very. Written, it's for dudes by dudes. It's for dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a dude movie. It's like 
Goodfellas or something. But it's like that. but it's well, I don't know. But I guess it, I guess there's certain other certain aspects. But I I yeah. Anyhow, it, yeah. So I I saw it again, and I'm so glad that you put it on your list because I just loved it and just enjoyed. Yeah. I I enjoyed every single minute of this um it, yeah the casino his cool. his his boss his boss and is so yeah good, you know the, the, uh, the, uh when the, when he when he times him um or sees how fast he can pick up chips and all that yeah stuff and yeah and that's the thing that's, counts the cards it's just great and that's the thing that's the thing i love about movies is like when i when it's almost like a doc when when it gives you some little facts and tidbits that you wouldn't have picked up almost like it what if it was a documentary on casinos or some some aspect of life that you don't have any inside scoop about right um, uh and you know and that's something that you just don't you don't get with uh, a tv show you know right they're like they're like whatever like we're just we're watching you know like we we were watching your honor with uh brian cranston the new uh, show yeah Chuck i heard Nation. i heard that's terrible it's just so bad it's so and, <laughs> and and uh but my sister who normally has i think she had good taste before it got watered down you know with the dearth of good tv but like there's a perfect perfect setup there for you and so this i guess this is this would be the the normie mainstream corollary crime you know and you're just not getting, yeah. you're, not getting you're not getting any little tidbits i'm not finding right. out about i'm not finding out anything new about new orleans gangs i'm not finding out anything cool and new about the legal system or judges offices or right. anything. um and so with the creepier you are so anything i better cut myself off but anything else that you want to say about that not really croupier i mean it's just it is truly underrated and truly like underseen and uh sometimes it's streaming places i, I just feel like yeah. people should check it out because it's like but it is one i will say like you can't really just throw it on as background noise if you haven't seen it like you i mean you can if you've seen it but i think it's something you kind of have to pay attention to because i don't know if you did do you i feel like the the details of like the heists and the the double crossing or anything like that is you kind of have to pay attention to it's like a, not complex it's not particularly complex but you can't really i don't know yeah you might look up and, and see like his dad at the end and just be kind of confused i don't know yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. So there's, there's uh yeah it's it's uh it's i had i mean i put i put on subtitles and i mean i even live over here so i you know I oh yeah have, yeah yeah definitely yeah, just to, to follow in that not 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 miss anything but um but yeah so if if yeah, so it's your number five, so we don't we don't need to go into uh, spoilers on it. But okay, so number four, what's number four? Do you remember uh, what number four is? I can tell you. Tell me what number four is. Let me think. I have I have one one false move down as number. Oh, four. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. So, so um, I I had never seen this. Oh man. Yeah. It's so it's so good. It's a great southern noir, um, that nobody talks about really and i think did billy bob thornton read it yeah i mean this was yeah, this thing this is and the thing that i can't even believe is i even audiobooked the uh raging bulls and his second book that's oh, yeah, about yeah. that's about the 90s indie film scene and i'm sure it would have mentioned it in there and i can't and I, and I also feel like the i also feel like the video store clerk when i was whatever back in you know 2004 would have recommended this to me i can't believe i missed it 
that it's so nobody talks about it i don't know is I, it just because it's so violent that has so much killing and so i don't i, I, I don't think so I, I, is it that bad i i, I it is really it's a little mean-spirited at the, at the beginning bit that's just the way these guys are these are like ruthless the thing yeah. is that's one of the things <laughs> i like about the movie and one of those things that i don't see as much of and part of the reason i like mm-hmm. s craig s craig zoller's work currently is is they it's showing these ruthless killers at the beginning and they're actually just ruthless you know what i mean like if 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 a bad guy i want to see bad guys in the movie actually just being like unredeemably evil and, I, I, um, I just i just want to see them follow their their logical yeah and, and as long as there should be logic to it too or just you know like if, if you're if you can't you can't have these people talking right you can't you know what i mean like it's just like yeah yeah but i yeah. guess at the same time like uh i you know and what they, I, I think i think someone i think someone would um i think someone would maybe watch the first 10 minutes of this movie and be more averse to this than like the first 10 minutes of midsummer where right that's like, is, they just i think I, they're just sucking that down and that's that's equally horrifying yeah i think um, i remember when i first bought this on dvd i bought it at, at suncoast kind of on a whim when I was younger. And, and I think I, I liked it so much. I, I told my mom she should watch it. I think like she couldn't really get past the first 10 minutes because she's like, yeah. But and it's not even that it's graphic or anything like that. It's just that these, it, it, it almost feels like any kind of home invasion kind of vibe is disturbing no matter what yeah. in movies, you know what I mean? Like, because he then, then people start feeling like it's it's possible to happen but then but then I, but and also that's when i'm talking i'm talking about like i want to learn things which i don't that's not oh right yeah you know, I, I was like wow that is a really good way to get somebody to talk is the whole yeah light, yeah, yeah the lighter fluid thing pouring the lighter fluid on his girlfriend's head i thought you know it'd be good as if they took the next step if you just did it with like water they don't know i mean they're not gonna, <laughs> and then you can really get that lighter up there close and uh so yeah. to, to all you would be uh, yeah yeah you're giving people ideas now yeah um, um yeah <laughs> but but yeah but i mean that that's had to have been all billy bob thornton so it's like it's just so interesting like this is the this movie is the ship that whatever launched him and angelina jolie having their blood necklaces uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's weird it's weird it's always weird seeing early billy bob because he's almost kind of unrecognizable in a lot of early movies um, so he's probably a little bit heavier and he doesn't a little have bit ch- heavier. cheekbones that yeah um but he must have some he, quality that yeah he's solid as ever but I, I think the real star of the movie is bill paxton for sure yeah i mean rest in peace like i love bill paxton to death and um, did he just died like maybe, in the last year he died like maybe two years ago now okay and i think he's just wonderful in this and um I don't know. I think he really shines and, and he's genuinely a sympathetic character. And he's, I almost relate to him as the, was he the sheriff of the town in the movie? I think he yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But him, him being the kind of guy who thinks like, oh, like, uh, you know, there's a, there's a murder, whatever. And he thinks it's like glamorous. You or, know, he kind I, of romanticizes it. You no, know, but I think I think uh, there's different things. Like when if if sometimes it's it's it it speaks to something that's very true in like any job where, um, you know, finally the finally the fat pitch comes down the middle of the plate, mm-hmm. and it, and and it's your it's this is this is your 
is whatever this is up in your yeah. wheel. this is in your yeah. wheel, house this is your thing this is the whatever the past five years the past two years you've been told you handle these and then when it comes and then all of a sudden other higher ups swoop in to uh yeah to like, oh, like oh this is i can make it i can you know this is i can make a lot of money on this i can get credit for this i'm gonna I'm going to take over. So I, I, he kind of, he kind of like looks up to these, these city cops though. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I couldn't, I couldn't I mean, tell how much he was trying to protect and at the end and whether that's why, and I assume that's why he didn't call them in. Um, and, uh, but, and I also thought that he, I thought it was very interesting that they, so they wrote in the fact that he says, Oh, I want to go out to LA and, and you know, maybe I can join, join up with you guys out there. And then he overhears them, which is kind of a little bit of a movie thing where, you know, Oh, he, he overhears them kind of laughing at that, that, that idea right. is preposterous, but then they have him come in and say, Hey, Doug or whatever, Dan, I didn't mean to put you on the spot this morning. I thought that was such a good thing of yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to have him as a character acknowledge that and to just uh act like he isn't hurt and keep on flowing and i don't know you don't ever see that in movies he, where they actually feel bad for him i mean yeah he's, yeah he's got he's like a pathetic kind of character and and uh uh for those who haven't seen the movie yeah like you know small town it's just, it's typical sort of a small town sheriff getting something big landing in his jurisdiction i guess but him but then they they tell him they said they tell him they said you will participate in this as much as we say yeah i think that's what he said you know like basically we can phase you out anytime we want he doesn't say he doesn't say it meanly but he tries to get the point across and i guess that's what i meant by uh yeah well there's a few lines in the movie um one of my favorite lines ever is uh the the sheriff's or, or, or bill paxton's wife is talking to the LA cops and kind of saying, you know, talking about how she's worried about her husband, but she's like, he doesn't know no better. Like he watches TV. I read nonfiction. That's yeah. the best. That's the best yeah. line. It was great. It was good. Yeah, it was it's good. It was, Everyone it was should bit, watch that. It was and very, that, and that, and that, but that, seek out. but that's, that's, a, that's, a, I think that's a scene where that like uh, a scene where maybe in a movie, like hell or high water where you might stick that rings a little bit false yeah but but in there it's it's perfect yeah, uh, yeah. you know um so it's not it's not a missed yeah it's left. a great it's a great companion companion piece of hell or high water in a way yeah i think people should uh so what was i gonna say uh i was so i would i thought there's there's a little bit of the like how i would write a movie i was like yeah, I would definitely put a black Lincoln Continental in the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then they have they they have to get rid of it to, and I was like, uh, I guess there was no there's no entourage suicide doors, but um, no, but yeah, unfortunately, uh, uh, oh gosh, yeah, uh, I'll have to decide. I've got one more note on it, but I can't decipher it. So moving on to your number Great. three, everybody watch One False Move. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, so I watched it with the misses. So that, that was why I think the violence hit with me a little bit more than it would have if it was on my own, but yeah. And you have a kid. That's good. The kid, the, that's, that's the other thing is I think that a lot of, uh, violence with the kid, with kids and stuff is probably written by people who don't have kids. Right. And so I wonder, so, so I wonder, you know, so, so it sounds, it sounds like a stupid thing. It sounds like, okay, well, God, this guy's, this guy can't handle <laughs> 
kids in violent situations he can't handle spoilers <laughs> screw this right, guy right. <laughs> but it, yeah you get you get old and yeah um uh so yeah okay so uh number three your number three i actually hadn't seen this either take it away uh number three was 52 pickup 52 pickup did you end up seeing it no yeah 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 no oh, no, yeah. no I, yeah i okay. saw that I just uh, so so 52 pickup was um uh 1986 uh and that was john frankenheimer i believe directing it yeah i'm a big fan of um this one i only watched recently a couple of years ago because it was streaming i was like oh, i never saw that i always meant to i love roy scheider and um well i feel and, a little, i feel a little bit better now because i think i've been i've i think i've probably like pulled it up probably like three times in the past 12, yeah 12 years read the user reviews on it and every single time backed away which was a, yeah because i mean which is, is which is which is wrong i think it's standard it's it's i mean maybe it's by the numbers in some ways i don't know but i just think it does everything so well i think it it handles all of this material in a way where it's actually really dark and actually kind of scary at points like so what 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 i was really impressed by was it's the typical kind of ransom or, or blackmail storyline um but the thugs in it the the criminals the guys doing the, the kidnapping and doing the blackmail are like like I was saying earlier, like actually ruthless and 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 sick. Yeah, and no, but they they when, actually when they when you when Roy Shire sees the video of you know his mistress and stuff like that, and it's like a snuff film, like that was genuinely like I was watching. I was like, this is genuinely dark, grisly stuff, uh, pulp. Like, so that's what you're pulp. You know, that's like, that's what I think. That's what people. That's the take on this movie is that it's super grisly and super rough. And they don't think that there's the payoff there, but like, I mean, well, sure, sure. Like, if you maybe, maybe if you want to compare it to like, if you want to compare it to um, whatever, fill in the blank, great movie. But if you want to compare it to like what I have the option of watching right now, my opportunity costs for things I haven't seen before, it's fantastic. Right. You know, it's it. Uh, I, I think it's yeah that's why I think it's true even even even, even 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 compared even compared to things I haven't seen before um, well yeah and and uh like I said standard but the performances are cool I I, I think that dude John Glover as one of the uh, he's like the red-haired bad guy who's always saying sport he's always calling him sport and stuff it, he's genuinely menacing um, he, I, that's what I one say. of my favorite scenes ever it, you know i i think it's so cool and sinister is uh hit him coming to the wife while she's swimming and he's he has the gun the newspaper covering the gun i post it's on my instagram i, I have the clip and it's just him flashing the gun he's like he's, he's like you see that no you don't but you know it's there <laughs> and i'm like he's like now get out of the pool slick i'm like or slim whatever but like it's just creepy uh, but uh, but also um what's his name uh clarence williams the third is downright like evil in this movie uh, no when he when he when he's going after his girlfriend i have oh never i've never seen anything like that i honestly i've, I, I've never seen anything like that with I was vanity like, against uh yeah that girl vanity. No, no, the actress yeah, vanity she yeah, yeah she, she he i was like 
I thought people on the set were probably scared of him. I mean, he right. He did. He did. He didn't seem like he was on drugs. Maybe he was on drugs, but he he seemed like he was. He he had taken himself to another place. I think that's one of the main reasons people should see this movie is for his performance. I think he's like you're seeing a dude who's like a genuinely like despicable, scary villain uh, who's just ruthless. And, and now, yeah, that scene with her is super unsettling. It's very similar to. Uh, early Morgan Freeman role, Street Smart, um, okay. with Chris, Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves movie where Morgan Freeman plays a pimp and he's threatening a girl with scissors, and it that's like the famous scene from that movie, and it, it's similar, like kind of like a like whoa, dude, like easy, like it's like yeah, it's one of those you just watching like hey, but but the movie does, I think you were saying somebody said that the payoff is the ending does have like a typical kind of eighties like wasn't there an explosion or something i haven't watched it in a while like so that yeah i think that's the only thing you could say about it it's it's just kind of generic is is that there's kind of like okay there's there's a little bit of there's a little bit of like hokey music and stuff but yeah um, there's some hollywood stuff in it but everything leading up to it like you know any kind of any any of these 80s you know all these 70s 80s crime flicks where whenever the the porno business is involved you know you're gonna get it it it, like that's like the best setting for that kind of era like you you can't really do that now but it's like you know it's a good go-to for this like scene like body doubles like a similar kind of thing you know yeah Um, you can't you can't watch them i mean there's only one what's the straighter one oh hardcore yeah there's only one weirdly enough i've never seen hardcore oh wow you're in for a treat I, See, yeah, it's on my I, list. I just haven't gotten around to it. That's um, one that that's one that I had been avoiding. That you know, where you just start reading about, it, you're like, okay, let's skip. Like, right, because this is this is gonna be. I'm saying, I'm saying the, you know, whatever the 27 year old me or the 26 year old me, where I was just, I was sensitive. I don't know. I just was. I used to be it. like that in the in the when I was a teenager. I used to be like, no, maybe I shouldn't expose myself to anything that's like a little or too not, much. You or know? not, not even like. like, a little, like I'm just, I just, I, I, I'm not even talking, I'm not, I'm kind of even talking about it on a different level. Like I, I just never got into horror and I'm just, I was never like, okay, I'm ready to go in and like see something new and get shook and get beat up a little bit. I wasn't ever. Right. So, but, um, and, it, and then, and then if you don't know that it's going to be, if you don't know, like, oh my God, you've got to see everything done by Paul Schrader type of thing. Right. Um, and you're, you're, that's going to uh, validate the, charge of the emission you know right uh, then, then it's gonna be fine but um but yeah what i so i what did i say oh the the uh <laughs> the opening just even the opening credits with him in his pool and uh when he lowers the hard top via the police oh, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in his garage i was like that's a, that's what i'm talking about i was like i want to learn stuff i was like okay so that's what the people with the whatever 450 sls or whatever or yeah no, he, no what sorry he, what does he have he, i forget what car is that what uh was. actually i'll have to i'm not sure it wasn't a mercedes it was um something more probably on like car like an Aston car, Martin, car Aston Martin DB or whatever. Uh, oh, so it's, actually, it's it shows in the um, there's a website IMCDB Internet Movie Car Database um, that like shows all that kind of stuff. Okay, you know? so well, I'll, I'll run through my things. And yeah, you'll you have to look it up. So, uh, so yeah, so this is the opening credits of him in the pool and that, and I was just I just put in my notes. We must return. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was never there. My my people were never there either. So I don't know what I'm right, saying. Right, right. Return to, but um, but yeah, and then the music is just genuinely good. And then um, 
and it's a sleazy movie you know it's just a sleazy but i guess the thing is is, is okay so it is sleazy. yeah that's the thing yeah it's like that was i don't uh the there's a strip scene that is like okay wow there this is you know i'm i'm a this is happening you know they're gonna stick with this type of thing but they totally right. make it work they make it work i think i thought it was, it's good um uh but then uh i like the the bit about him being uh like an ex uh ex aviation engineer who had started his own company type of thing yeah because like so often in movies they don't actually get into I like I like these um whatever it's like uh Jack Lemon and like Save the Tiger or like this other guy and like the movie called The Nickel Ride where it's like about a small oh, business. Oh man, I, I've been trying to track down the nickel ride. Okay. It, where it's like a small businessman and who has a unique he has a unique thing and like even even in this movie, they pull out, you know, his um his accounting books play a vital role. <laughs> in the plot of the movie and this yeah so, so we're kind of burying the lead that it's written by elmore leonard so that's oh also, yeah i always forget that point yeah yeah so that's also and it what, feels like elmore leonard yeah because i think that's the thing is is like you see these you see these uh tv shows that are um whether it's like you know true detective or different things where they're written by a noir uh, fiction writer and like they just plumb and they, they've got more detail and more depths and things than your average like yeah. just tv writers we don't have to maybe two right. detect- detective might be a distraction i'm just saying like well two detective that would be on my overrated list so sure yeah but I, <laughs> but I i i I, could, I, so. I i yeah i won't don't but get me started on that I, people get mad at me about that but that's no, fine uh i guess what i'm saying I'm just, I'm just trying to say is that there's a there the the crime uh fiction book writer uh i think the wasn't the creator of that did he didn't he write of 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 true detective yeah nick 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 pizzolato yeah he wrote yeah yeah he wrote galveston which is one i love that book okay but i guess what i'm just saying is you got when you're when you're writing you're writing a book you've got so much more space you've got to fill in totally this stuff and so you've got to put in fun details and so when when those filled fun details get into a screenplay, then that that just makes it that it's that much more what I'm looking for, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. So did you? So I we're not going to say it. So I yeah. So I hear I have the the thing that we've already talked about. And I think the thing is is that even to give more credit to this Clarence Williams guy, is it's like a suffocation. Uh, interrogation scene with just like a with a teddy bear you know so your guy in the other movie he had a scissors he doesn't even have his scissors right yeah and, it's, just, and, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's already and it's already that still that affecting and then i have that, the 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 john glover the blonde uh villain guy oh my god he was so good he's, he's so it's, good it's worth watching just for him because and, and i don't know any there's probably i don't think there's anybody else that could deliver those lines that no. he does that he's it, like the perfect like gum chewing like smart aleck but like like sleaze bag in that movie um he's i mean great. I, he's great I, I would like i mean i would almost like what i think he could do he could do mad libs and somehow pull it off as totally as, as the, the lines um yeah uh yeah and i just put it's, it, it is d- definitely a movie to watch for the bad guys um and uh and then uh what is this here? and then so did you get did you understand? So this is I'm apparently I'm deciding that we can spoil this because whatever they 
they uh it's about a guy who's having an affair and they kidnap his girlfriend and and so then that's the thing it's like i'm saying it takes this logical extension instead of like these crime movies or these movies where you're like well why don't the bad guys just go to their house and attack them in their house and they never do and then sometimes they say oh well you know in the mob the family is sacred and so that's why they don't do it blah blah blah. right right right. yeah but you would feels like a scapegoat you would think they're bending over backwards in all these other areas and so here they do they go after the house and um but anyhow, so they capture the girlfriend. What? And then they they make a they kill her. But make you, like did, a little snuff film with his gun, right? Yeah. Did you understand the point of putting the board in front of her? I I didn't. I yeah. I was just gonna mention that. I don't recall. I I feel like when I watched it, maybe I understood why they put the board in front of her. But I don't. Maybe to show that it's real bullets. I don't know. Oh, it's not blood pouches or something. It's not like a hot... yeah to, to show it's a real murder, but okay, it still be fake. At first, you th- yeah. at first you think it's like a yeah, magician. shooter with a wood a ma- board in front of her, <laughs> like a magician thing, like they're doing magic tricks or something. Yeah, and I, was like, and I was like, oh, they don't want to get the blood spattered everywhere, but there's yeah. blood, blood splattered everywhere. So who cares about that? That 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 scene in the movie is genuinely disturbing. I was genuinely like, oh, okay, this is going there. That's great. It's great. You know, and and I'm, um, the, I'm the type of person I see something disturbing and I'm like, that's great. <laughs> Yeah. And, well, and, and, and just to, you know, try and try, try and earn back my bona fides after the, the other, the spoilers things. And I forget what else I said that. I I think that's not that much of a spoiler. That's you. You'll, you'll no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying my trying to earn back my hardcore bona fides. Not oh too, yeah. yeah. Not, not too soft. I can say uh, misogynistically. Wow. You could definitely tell. I mean, she was well cast in that role. Oh, Kelly Preston. Oh, was that Kelly Preston? That's Kelly Preston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I rest in peace too. She she died recently. I love Kelly Preston. Um, yeah, she was. She's always been. Wait, Kelly Preston. Favorites. Kelly Preston is nine hundred two one zero. No, 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 no. Kelly Preston, um, John Travolta's wife. Okay, okay. I'm she just was, looking, at, uh, I'm looking at her picture right now. She looks like. Was the... she on nine hundred two? No. No, she's I, in like she's in Jerry Maguire. She's in uh Yeah, yeah, I've got I I've, well, I've got her I've got her thing pulled up, but not her not her um not her IMDB. Yeah, she was in some like movie with a crazy twist ending called like what's it called? Like Spellbinder or something like that. There's no I don't know. Okay, so she always plays a mom. She, for the past like 20 years, she's just played the mom. But, okay. Um, All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll if she look her up. If she if she turns if she turns out to secretly be a nine hundred two one zero, I'll look yeah, her up right. while we're talking. Um, and then Jack would uh, know. And then I just wanted to say I, I think they were just talking about her recently, but maybe I'm wrong. But uh, and then when I, I was just gonna say that when I got to the end of this movie, I would I was I didn't know what day it was. <laughs> I was just I was so absorbed into it that yeah uh, no it's it's man people need to seek it out. Yeah. Out 52 pickup. Cool. Uh, anything else on 52 pickup besides that? No. No, I think that's it. Roy okay. Scheider is is the man. He's the best. He's truly one of the coolest actors who ever lived, and he's yeah, I love him. Marathon Man's the best. That's all. All right. All right. Good. Good finish. Uh, number two, uh, Carlito's Way. So this one's weird because uh, I put it on there because you know. I was talking to a friend about it a couple of days ago and he was just like, that's not really overrated. And I was like, it, 
it's overrated. Carlito's way is over. Main reason I put it on this list is just because I've been watching it recently. Like I rewatched it, you know, throw, now and then. And I only got into it a couple years ago. And I think it's overrated in comparison to the rest of De Palma's work, maybe whatever nobody's talking about carlito's way nobody's yeah. talking about carlito's way definitely and if, it, and if they're talking about anything in the same vein it's they're going to talk about scarface which you know scarface is great in its own way i don't really love it that much it's fine i grew up liking it a lot more but now i just see it as this bloated kind of like i don't even know if i like it the aesthetics that much like i I don't know. It's hard, it's yeah. hard to tell because it's been so assumed into the culture and it's, it's been so yeah. that you don't, you don't really know. I think, I think it probably, I think that probably the aesthetics are really good, but we can't, I don't, you feel like I think, can't I judge think, yeah. now. With Scarface, my favorite thing, is the chainsaw stuff is amazing. And uh, the, the, the scene where he's got his arm in the cast and he shoots the cop with the, you know, the background, the tropical background. I think that's the best mm-hmm. part of the whole movie. And that that to me is great, but but Carlito's way is just like super imperfect. Um, I was just rewatching it last week. Uh, I think there's maybe too much going on, but I I find it just as aesthetically pleasing as like more so than Scarface. You know, it's it's a different time period, yeah, but but I feel like it's it was made at a time when production took things like that seriously because nowadays if there's you know if there's a period piece whether it's set in the 90s or the 70s or the 60s things either look too costumey or they just put no effort into research at all and it just looks like a sham um to me i just feel like as of recent period pieces just you know i think the irishman what i like so much about the irishman is it was like i feel like that's the end of the era in terms of costume and stuff like that like they put all these crazy details in there and i i feel like anything henceforward if you want to make a gangster movie set in the 60s it's just going to feel like it's going to feel there's going to be some inauthenticity to it i don't know um so like with with carlito's way i like the 70s vibe to it um i love uh i always love the idea of a of a guy trying to go straight like a, a criminal trying to go straight um so i I like, I I think I like Al Pacino's performance in it. I you know what you know what that, that, that's that, that's the other thing I think. But I guess that's the other thing is like I'm you know at the at the end of the day it's it's you know you're yeah so we're told that like oh sent up a woman and now we have to like Al Pacino's over the top and we have to not like Al Pacino's over the topness and um. I think he's pretty good in and and and, and, and but I guess it's uh, and so and and I actually just I remembered it just being really sad and so I was like oh man I was not looking forward to watching this at all but I got into it I got into it like oh 10, 10 minutes or so and I thought you know what it, 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 he is a little bit he is a little bit too much here but I was just like luxuriating and enjoying like hanging out with Al and I just was like yeah. Man. I was like, I don't want to, I don't, you know what? I don't really want to have to care if, if this is, if this is over the top and I just want to, I just want to enjoy life. And I just want to, I just want to kind of see, you know, see where this goes and, and, and have a movie with him because there's not unlimited Al Pacino movies out there. Right. Um, and I'm not, I'm not even like I'm a huge Al Pacino fan. I'm just saying, and I don't know, maybe I'm just like nostalgic for my youth or something like that, but 
which it was, this wasn't my, my new strategy, right. just when I would have seen it before. I don't know, but I, I, it was, I, I was, and, and, and also by the, I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know I wanted, um, 80s Porter is 80 70s. No, I actually. think it's late late 70s. Yes, yes, because it's yeah, because he says he comes out and it's no more hippie stuff. It's all disco basically. Yeah. Um, um, but I didn't know I was even craving you know Puerto Rican New York 70s stuff. Uh yeah, and and it's so it's eye candy a lot of the times. A lot of the movie takes place in the club. Um he looks cool in it. Benny Blanco from the Bronx. John Leguizamo playing Benny Blanco is, is cool because he's just such a scumbag. And um, even when I watch it now, I'm, I kind of am like, why are you being so mean to this guy? Like, no, that's, I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, I was like, why? This, this kid could like help you out. This kid could work for you. But yeah, I get it. Or he could um, also just, or he could also, sh- yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and ultimately that's his demise spoiler it's in the opening scene of the movie uh yeah yeah but, but, so i almost, I almost the wondered. thing is well the thing is here's the thing i i mean it's imperfect like i said it's imperfect i think the the love stuff with him and penelope ann miller is a little bit underdeveloped because it has that incredibly corny scene with the you are so beautiful playing i don't i don't love yeah that scene. yeah i think if you if you took out you are so beautiful you're talking about like when you when he breaks the chain, yeah, and he comes uh, in. I'll tell you what, I, I was all I was you were all, into it. I was, you were into it? Okay. I was all, you know what? I mean, honestly, I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was because song choice. Because, because, because uh, normally when they go when they go into the love scene, we're like, you know, okay, now we're gonna we're now we're gonna develop the relationship. You can just feel the speed of the movie just comes to a crashing halt, and I was, yeah. I don't know. I was maybe it was, I, maybe it was just because, as uh, talking about uh, Kelly Preston, she was quote unquote well cast. Yeah, um, you're a Penelope Ann Miller fan. You're one of the very few. You know, I, so, no, no, no. So, so I came, I came in. I saw, I saw that opening scene. I thought, oh brother, this is going to be really boring because, like, this, this, this. She, she doesn't look like any fun to watch. Like this is, you know, she's kind of a little bit plain Jane or like, yeah, there's no, no, there's, no there's no pizzazz, but like, I don't know. I, I warmed up to her. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's got her own charm to her. Um, uh, she, she, she didn't, she didn't stop it for me, I guess is what I'm saying. No, so, no, no. I, but <laughs> I mean, Sean Penn's great in it too. So, um, so I, so I, I started off loving Sean Penn's thinking the same exact thing. I was thinking about Woody Allen is like, Oh, you know, like Sean Penn people, crap on sean penn and i was like i was like oh but he's uh, you know whatever this wig he's wearing is, is really great and uh and I, I was digging his whole thing but then the more coked out he gets so the he harder much um, the harder, harder i would like um and and i will i, I want to note too like i think this is a crime movie because i i think some people might classify it as a gangster movie but he's not i mean yeah it's gangster it depends on what your definition of a gangster movie is he's not in a he's not with a he runs with a crew but he's not really a, he's not a you know mobster in a way he's connected though he's like running his own thing so when i watch the movie i think of it as like he's like a criminal who's worked his way up the ranks and is getting out of prison all that stuff i i don't know like but he's but he's, um, he's, also he's got doing, a high-powered lawyer but he's doing everything out of necessity he's not you know it's not yeah it's not yeah the, it's not he, your typical gangs quote-unquote gangster movie um he doesn't ever try to come in from out of the cold, so to speak. Right. And um, I feel like I do love the scene where Sean Penn gets 
a little out of control and he pulls out a gun in the club and, because I felt like that was very real in a way where it's just like, Hey, I'm hanging. He's like, I'm hanging with Carlito. Like I can get away with this, you know, like whatever. But um, it's just funny to be like, like him having that haircut and being poked out and pulling out. It's just, it's insane. But I love the scene with him um, threatening Benny Blanco. The, the, the whole interaction, that's my favorite scene in the movie. I've watched the scene a million times. It's, it's him being like, what, my, my wine's not, or my champagne's not good enough for you? And, you know, Carlito being like, go go snatch a purse. He's like, I run with connected people. What are you, not, you're not me. And then they, you know, the altercation happens, but then he walks him up and he says, if, he's like, if I see you again, you're dead. And yeah. that scene is very well done because, you know, um, Pacino is actually intimidating in that scene and uh Benny Blanco isn't and I I think it's it, it you know it shows how these people these protagonists are definitely far from perfect and you know he's got Luis Guzman working for him too and he's just ready being like hey come on let me waste him like he's like looking forward to it and he's hot yeah. to do it and I I think that's interesting too because that's normally something you'd see a bad guy doing but we're following this character so you know that narrative it it falls under the realm of anti-hero kind of like scarface but um scarface has the things where it's like oh he he didn't want to kill a kid so he's a, he must be a good guy i'm like scarface is a bad person like yeah tony montana is a bad person and carlito is like different i think he's he's really trying i, I you know you watch sure, the movie yeah. like he's yeah. really trying but i think when i say there's too much going on i think the subplot of the the boat uh breaking the guy out of prison yeah i i, I feel like that's just kind of like some fat that could have been i don't know is it necessary to the plot i don't know i, I feel like yeah I, guess, I mean i guess you so. could take it or leave it it's really sean penn's problem it's his character's problem and yeah. i don't really yeah. know what that has to do with Carlito's journey in any way other than it gets him deeper into this stuff that he didn't want to be involved in. Well, I mean, I guess it does play into the plot. Like he's constantly drawn similar to, you know, Michael and Godfather three, he keeps getting drawn into this. It feels underworld. like, yeah, yeah, he feels like he owes him and he doesn't know that that boat trip is going to go the direction that it does. So yeah, he obviously would have never signed up for it. If he, if he would have known that. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, so we just watched, um, <clears throat> Shout out to Jack. We just watched The Stepford Wives. Uh, I've never seen any of them. A couple of weeks ago. the remake of the original. Yeah, so we saw the original. I swear to God, I need to look up. I think it's, I, I don't know how I could be right about this because I actually, I don't remember that the the Stepford Wives pool was on the set, was actually on the, whatever, on the sea or on the ocean or whatever like that. But it's like the exact, I swear, it's like the exact same walk down. Like, this is the same exact pool and the same, oh, exact, really? same exact umbrellas. Um, so I'll have to match them up. And maybe once I put them side to side, they won't look, they won't look the same at all. But um, I thought that was pretty funny, but that's wow, a, interesting. That, that, that lawn there is, is good stuff. I, I love that um, Al goes when he's asking Sasso how much money he owes. <laughs> <laughs> and Sasso says, or like his, how much his gambling debts are. And he says, he says, oh, you know, 50, 60K. And he goes, that means a hundred. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that line. Okay, that means a hundred. But and that so that's uh, that's that's what's great is there are little bits like that where and they just they don't they just they just quickly move on, you know, they don't yeah, they don't like run it back. You, you know, 
I there's like great so, yeah so, and there's great there's great crime dialogue in that like that's that for example the like it, it just keeps moving and and um yeah yeah i love stuff like that and then and Obviously. so like like the croupier this has a lot of voiceover but again i was just i was enjoying that and like when he the scene the scene where he falls falls afoul of uh whatever benny from the bronx and he hits him and he, it's just a it's a reaction yeah, he hits he him really like, hard <clears throat> and knocks him down the stairs and then he says he says like bad move bro or he, yeah, says, yeah, he, yeah. Says, he says he says wrong move man or to it to himself like it's, he's just internal monologue he's just oh i've just screwed up yeah there. but, uh, and, but and, and do you think it do you think the movie i thought that was, no but i mean i thought well, that was, you, i thought that was great because it's showing something he can't stop himself from doing the things that he's yeah yeah, yeah. Gone, lived up to but then it's also as the audience member you're like oh, wait i thought he was trying to go straight and so before you can even think that he says you know wrong move or whatever do you think that do you think the movie earns the ending do you think that, that carries any emotional weight because i i don't know if it really does for i don't know if i really am that saddened by the end i See, that's, i was almost it. i'm just gonna i don't know i was i, I think I, have, I literally have that as an as a note that i was like so sad <laughs> i remember really being, i remember being so sad uh at the beginning i think it might it must be like maybe like the music and like they don't even it's not it's, like some, it's more some frustrating of, for me i'm like dang because of course you're just like dang you're almost you're almost there bro you know it's like but, an anti it's like an anti-shawshank redemption ending <laughs> right and it is a dark it's a dark ending but i don't know if it, it's not like heat where you you're going through this journey and all this stuff happens and, and you know there's a death or something like that at the end so it's showing carlito kind of just on the stretcher right and you know and I, I i don't know i just feel like with everything as much as i like that movie i don't know if it really like if it gets me if if that that ending packs a real punch for some no, reason i'm saying i'm saying maybe for some reason it doesn't i don't think necessarily it should because of like the writing or something because like okay well he's just gotten back together with the chick i guess it's been long enough for her to yeah find out that she's late and stuff like that but so I, I totally get you there, but I think I was just, I was, I think I was manipulated into being very sad, Shakespearean. Sad, sad the first time. And I think I was manipulated into being sad yeah, you the second time. So, so it, it. it worked. Yeah. Uh, and then I just, I was like, man, he's, yeah, I wish someone or he brings her cheesecake. I was like, well, if he wants to get in the door, that's, that would work for me. What but, a great uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we can move, we can move on to your number one. Number one underrated. Yeah. Or uh, I think we can a, say we can say sweet life. Yeah, we can say we can say hidden hidden gem because so this is so number one hidden gem. Yeah, nobody's seen this. <laughs> nobody's you, seen this movie, you don't think so? I mean, I've talked. I've been. I've talked to a few people who have. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny is I actually the reason why I had seen it was because of a blog spot blog where the like a very design like triumph motorcycle oriented guy blogspot blog and he didn't hardly ever post about movies but he like posted about this um and i think this i think this might have been like i think this might have been like the second like korean movie i had ever seen like maybe i saw Um, or is it korean it's yeah it's korean it's one of the first i've seen earlier yeah so i saw in high school i think i may have seen infernal affairs and maybe and then i saw this or something which is just weird hong kong yeah yeah right yeah oh oh yeah so it's not yeah we'll see that's that's my that's my that's my that's my race that's my race i'm just i'm loving that loving them all in together yeah you're Uh, racist 
I, um, no, it's, uh, I mean, it happens with older people, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I, uh, I'm very particular about that because I was like such a student of, of Hong Kong film and, and, and Japanese film when I was in, you know, teenager and stuff like that. So I loved all this samurai stuff and, and the Chinese, like Hong Kong blood operas and stuff like that. And realized early on that, 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 um, unless it's a samurai movie, you know, uh, you know, Chinese action is unbeatable, you know, but, um, so Korean, so a bittersweet life was 2005. is the movie we're talking about. Um, I, the first Korean movie I ever seen was old boy because it was so hyped. And I remember I tracked a copy of that down and I don't think I loved it as much as I do now. I, I, I was really like, Whoa, that was crazy. Now I watch old boy, like often, like it's, okay. I watch it a lot. Uh, I find it to just be a perfect film, but a bear sweet life. I think I saw the trailer or something like that. And it, and I, uh, I I tracked down a bootleg copy on eBay because back in the, back in when I was in high school in two thousand five, like you could if you wanted to see a movie that was only in Korea, like you could get these bootleg DVDs on mm-hmm. eBay for five bucks. And so I got that. I watched it and I was blown away because I and I I think I burned copies for my friends. Nice. I I, I had a friend. I had one friend who. So the thing with it is Bear Sweet Life, what I love about it so much is um, the main performance by Byung Hung Lee. Um, he's just cool and, and stoic and, you know, it's the Gary Cooper thing. Um, but it's a simple plot. Maybe you've seen it a few times before, you know, just the guy who's, you know, supposed to look after his boss's girlfriend and when he doesn't rat her out he ends up paying for it so so it's typical revenge movie but i think all the details and the way it plays out are it's so well done that it feels refreshing and to this day i think it's refreshing and and the way they handled everything's great i think um it's really a movie about the little details like him his character is like quiet and mysterious and seems like he experiences no joy in his life he's working at the hotel and then there's scenes like him eating dessert at the beginning and uh them coming and being like you gotta handle this business or whatever and him just kind of like savoring it like he's just this like or like him his apartment set up you know he's just got beer cans all over the place and he's got one couch and he just seems like you know he he's similar to neil mccauley and heat um so he's just this guy working at a hotel, but he's also like an enforcer. Uh, I just always thought, yeah, I just always liked him particularly in this movie and him being kind of moved by the female lead um, in a way where nothing ever even happens between them. I thought that was great. I thought that, that there's something unrequired and she doesn't seem to notice at all. Or she does kind of, but she doesn't give, she doesn't care about this guy um she sees him as kind of the monster um there's so, there's there's he, there's something doing this all for her yeah yeah there's something that's very like uh she, she's doing something that's very like kind of gray and ambiguous it's like she she you can you sense that there's a connection with her but 
she's obviously keeping him at arm's length because she has the other guy. Yeah, she's just, just a young but, girl but, but, wanting to have fun, but she's lumped. She's found this, this sugar daddy mafia guy. But then also you think, oh, maybe she has like a good reason for doing this because then he says, yeah. like, why are you doing this? And she doesn't, you know, so I, that, I don't know. It, it walked that line, that tricky line very well. And I, just before we yeah. get away from the beginning, I think it has, it has a, one of the best uh, established the main character as like cool and proficient at what he does scenes like ever because he comes in there and there's a very fun well choreographed fight scene but it's super short it's quick it's super it's, quick you know that's oh my gosh you know like it's i just quick and, and brutal he's wearing like an insanely tailored suit which a lot of korean movies their suit game is just insane um I, he I, looks I mean, great it's one of the only i mean i can't remember another movie where like that actually makes you know it shouldn't be that hard but there's no, it makes black dress shoes look good you know what i mean like <laughs> right you know like it's, it yeah. shouldn't be it shouldn't be a hard thing to do that should be you know you should be able to find that a dime a dozen but um, yeah yeah no he uh uh i'm a big proponent of black dress shoes uh he uh he's just effortlessly cool in it you almost feel bad for him i mean you definitely feel bad for him when he when he's going through stuff like getting buried alive and all that um the middle fight scene with that, where he's being buried alive, is amazing. Yeah, I remember just being blown away by that. But then the scenes where he's buying a gun, I think. Uh, so okay, Russian so, Sechkin. Um, who's he? Buy, who's he buying them from? Is he buying them from like Mongolians or who's he buying it from? Uh, are they? Uh, no, I, I meant. Yeah, I meant so, so he's buying meant, it from like Korean dudes who are also with one Russian dude. So because there's all these like Russian crime connections there because they they buy Russian girls for the bar yeah um i know i remember that but but uh they're no one in particular i forget how he even gets that connect it but he's under he goes there under the guise that he's being sent by someone they know so they're comfortable with him and then that's when they discover they're like oh wait this guy's not who he says he is Um, yeah so i probably don't know my i obviously don't know my geography i don't know why i thought they were from like a different i guess it was just no well they just like the dress seems like it seems like kind of silly they seem like yeah they're dressed no i feel like i feel like i've heard i feel like i've heard someone say this is there like another state in korea i think there's like another state in korea that's not north korea but oh are you talking about like the the yellow sea type stuff like that um yeah where they're much more much more primitive or they're just like completely different like uh they're um the rednecks of korea or something like that yeah i i I think you're talking about like that's the subject of a movie uh actually from 2010 called the loc um uh it's called um the northeastern chinese city of yanji and yanbian prefecture guna yeah, I think that's it. I think it might be young, but so they, goes, they're, they're, it's a it's an area where they have like Koreans have like slurs against other Koreans in this yeah this, from this must, like autonomous we, place. Do we listen to the same podcast or something about? This? Uh, no, I, I I'm only familiar with that because of the, the movie The Yellow Sea. I, okay. I I was more interested in it, and you're watching the movie, and they're saying things. You know it, that Korea definitely is one of those kind of cultures where you you you, you can be feel feel very like I don't know what they're talking about because you know um, 
So I definitely, whenever I watch those movies, I definitely have to do some research sometimes. And even, even in um, Bear Sweet Life, that was the first time I'd heard of, you know, referring to a, a mob boss as a president. Cause they, they, they always call someone like president, president yeah. Kang, president this. Um, and for a second I was like, what does that mean? But, um, but they yeah, don't, they don't yeah. slow down. They don't, they don't, I mean, at least back in, when this they, was made, they, they weren't slowing down to explain anything, which is, which is always nice. And yeah. Uh, um, no, it's a great, I, I think it's one of the best movies. I think the violence in it is beautiful. Uh, the squibs, there's like tons of like in crazy, crazy, like Paul Verhoeven style, bloody, like, squibs and the shootout at the end is one of my favorites ever um and i think one of the best details about the movie is that the main character buys a gun to get revenge and he doesn't know how to shoot and i think that's super important and 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 cool and realistic in the movie because he he's missing a lot and it's not really on some a-team stuff it's really just like showing his inexperience and uh the fact that he even hits anybody is like luck uh, so I, 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 I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that at all. I, I really? thought, I, well, no, I thought, is it this Russian pistol? It's because it, there's multi, two scenes where he's in a hallway, she's trying to shoot a guy that's right and he doesn't know how to and shoot, and he, he can't, can't hit get it. it. Yeah, I just, and thought, I, I think that was on purpose because, uh, yeah, he had just bought a gun and he's more of a fists and knife kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there is is a knife carrying a gun? That's the thing. Also, thing I didn't understand. Very is, legal over there, I believe. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. It's like super hyper illegal, but I was super like, hyper illegal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, actual classification. But well, but then, well, that's because in a lot of Korean gangster movies, the ones you see, there's gonna be a lot of bats and uh, shido knives, um, and and not in general in that culture, like the knife is, it's like a more personal thing, you know. It's a, you know, um, in the yakuza culture in Japan too, but. Uh, so guns are very impersonal. So like, to be honest, like there's not a lot of movies where there are like shoot, not a lot of Korean movies with shooting, shootout, all that but stuff. So, but like then that. a lot of then the ones I see, they're just kicking each other and stuff. But the thing that threw me off about that though was that his buddy in the opening scene shoots a guy with a gun, right? I, that, that, you know what? That still confuses me to this day because I've watched that, I've watched this movie a million times. It's, it's not only on my underrated list, it's in my top like 10. Cause I've seen it so many times. I think it's perfect. But, um, a, friend, a guy shoots someone like apparently in the face it looks like he's shooting someone in the face just in this boardroom in the hotel and it just is treated so nonchalantly but i'm like what happened there they kind of take the camera off of it and there's like a guy grabbing his face so i'm just like what just happened did he just i don't understand yeah yeah it's <laughs> weird and it throws me off to this day i'm just like so wait did okay. he just murder someone because i thought they were just roughing him up at roughing all these guys up to get him to leave because it shows them later and yeah. it shows them later and they're all beat up and they're like uh-huh. and then that guy beats him up with the phone yeah like, my favorite right this is, yeah uh, so that i that dude with the the scar on his lip yeah because i guess i was wondering if if yeah it shows it yeah but yeah i don't know they maybe they maybe they had <laughs> they rewrote it or something yeah <laughs> uh, yeah cool everyone should watch that very sweet life it used to be streaming on amazon i, I don't know if it still is but um uh, yeah it's it's wonderful and and like i said i i think you know it, it can't be said enough but it, it, it's something that you're i've shown it to people who are just like i don't get what the big deal is with this and i even had a friend in high school who when i lent him a copy he was like yeah it was fine but then years later he was like oh i threw that on again and he was like it was so good he was like i just maybe i just didn't get it but like you know like there are just these scenes in it 
that are so well done and poignant and like you know like the scenes where he's first following the girl and he's you know keeping a distance but just watching her from afar and it's like romantic and uh particularly the scene at the end where you were saying it, it you know it kind of is like a gut punch at the end but there's a scene where it's just a glimpse it shows him just kind of a glimpse of a memory of her like putting her hair behind her ear and uh and it has one of my favorite endings ever that um it's kind of a cliche in, in korean cinema of um you'll see a character who's dead or something like that like they'll show a flashback scene right before the credits of him smiling it, it happens in a lot it's a weird cliche but it happens a lot it's it's a very sentimental thing it happens in another movie i like a korean movie called the dirty carnival it happens in uh special lady it happens in all these all sorts of them but um uh the scene of him it's flashback of him just watching his own reflection and shadow boxing and i think that scene's super important because it, it shows that it shows his tough guyness it shows he's kind of full of himself and it shows that he actually is capable of enjoying himself it also shows that he's smiling while watching her play the cello and and it's so it's it's so alien because you're so used to seeing this character just not be that guy but it shows you know when he's alone working at the hotel and he has some downtime he's just shadow boxing and like it, getting it, off on his own reflect it's weird but it's think, beautiful to me i mean i think i think it's a little bit of a cheat though i mean because i feel like you i i don't i don't want to like just retcon everything as being what you know it says like oh every every historical figure is retconned as gay or whatever i don't want to retcon him and i would never think about this i would, i never think about autism compared to people on the internet who seem to it'd be, it'd everyone be, uses that word now yeah 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 and wall street bets and whatever you know autists and everything but like uh so i never think but i but but when you have the like uh carlito is being mean to uh is it benny or billy where he, he's oh, being, benny blanco yeah yeah he's being he's being mean to him because he is older and has been around the block and he just can't take it and and i feel like this guy is he's being he might be being mean or rude to this guy like when he interrupts in dinner like i was like okay this i think this guy is autistic actually who and his so, character the main character i'm not trying to say uh, he, i'm not trying to say yeah yeah i'm not yeah i'm not trying to say that he actually is but i'm just saying like uh, it was a little bit of what it, it was, you know having absolutely no emotional intelligence yeah, not being very, not being able to read the robotic. room or not even oh oh the bad guy no no the main character oh the main character yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah. you know like i was like that's that's i mean that's kind of like the definition of autistic well because well but moon's moon sook the the one of the main bad guys with long hair he's the one who comes in and eats loudly in his room and he's but right but then and then they're like, "What are you doing? Get out!" Of no, here. no. When he when he comes back to apologize, what, what is that's the same scene when he's when he's sitting. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. When Moon Sook is sitting with the guy whose men, uh, I don't actually know the name. Oh of the yeah, movie. yeah. Okay, so okay, so yeah, that's another thing I really like about. But yeah, so Moon Sook is with the uh, the rival gang leader guy. I forget yeah. his name. Who has a scar on his lip? Who sent the guys at the beginning? Yeah. And he comes by and, he, and they're just kind of like, hey, you're here, like to Sun Wu, yeah. kind of like being like, hey, we're trying to work things out. And he's just, yeah, it's very similar to Carlito. He's like, just rude to him. He's just like, eh. like, not even like, like he couldn't even, 
Yeah, you could your land get out. And the guy's like, hey, we're trying to do business here. Um, That's one of my favorite subtle moments in the movie is afterwards, Moonsook confronts him outside. Like, what were you doing? And he's like, super subtle. That's super subtle. He's like, do you think you run the world? Like, and then he, but I think he says something to him. He's like, oh, you're giving me orders. Like, Moonsook's like, you give me orders now. And Sunwoo, Byung-hun Lee, in that performance, he, he does this, a really subtle, like, he, like, wants to say something, he just stops himself, and he just puts his hand on his, on his shoulder and pats him in a very condescending way. And that's, like, kind of sets off this, this whole thing, but I love that scene. Uh, so I, I didn't know if I thought maybe my subtitles, I, I got on this wrong, because doesn't he say something like, I'm giving you, I'm giving I've you different translations. I'm yeah. giving you, I'm giving you orders because you're you or something. Yeah. He says something like that to him. Cause he's like, cause you're you. He's very, very. And that lights, that lights moon soup or whatever on fire. You know, you yeah. can just see he's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I hate this guy forever now when he says that. Yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. I, uh, and I felt for him in a way, but yeah, that dude was slim. So he had to go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, I wish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, hope, you, you, I hope people actually of all the movies we're talking about. I hope people seek this one out because it's it's it never got an American release and it's it's hard to. I mean, it has some streaming rights now. I think it's even on Pluto TV, which is weird. But I uh, I never had a theatrical run out here. There was never an official DVD release. Tartan, I think, in the UK had a DVD release planned, but maybe it got canned. But I think it happened. I had like a region three DVD when I was in high school that I had to track down because I wanted the box set. I have a book of photos from the movie. Uh, I think there's a Blu-ray release now, but it's just the best to me. I don't know. I don't know. I, th- and it, I, I don't know. know. I think it's, spe- I think it doesn't, it doesn't speak to me as much as it does to you, but I, I've obviously, I, I like this. I like the style yeah. it. and he's, he's great to look at and it doesn't, yeah he's really, one of the it, most handsome leading men around my mom is a huge fan of him because yeah she I, I, Korean dramas and i need and, to see more i need to i need to see more of him and i need to great. this dirt see this dirty carnival uh oh yeah dirty carnival. and any any of these other ones that you're yeah, looking at because i i always enjoy them and i always i have no I, I met him i met young Lee at uh, oh wow randomly in la i came across him on on la brea uh and i saw him smoking the cigarette and i just was like hey are you beyond him and he was like uh yeah he was like so confused that like this like white american dude was like recognized him oh, and wow. i was just like oh i'm a huge fan of bear sweet life i love the good the bad and the ugly i love joint joint security area i'm listening to all this stuff he's been in and he's like really and I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh. And like, he was just like, nice to meet you. And he was super nice. I should have gotten a picture with him because he's like one of my favorite actors, but I just wasn't thinking. Right. And uh, uh, yeah, but you know, he's he's had some American roles, some breakout roles and the stupid Terminator movie, Genesis. I, th- okay. I forget what it was called, but he was in Red 2 and he was in uh, the G.I. Joe movies, which... Okay. So he's not really he hasn't been given he had, out here. Has, ha, hasn't been given a fair chance, but at least no. he's got his uh he's he's increased his nest egg. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I should I should see him out. And so it, it, I mean, it's super cool looking. I think I don't know if I think people probably compare it to the samurai a little bit, maybe a little. Yeah, sure. Or maybe, yeah, or maybe, or maybe not. The, yeah, I could see that because he's like the quiet 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 maybe maybe they compare everything to the samurai but he but it's, got, it's, it's got but i'm just you know again like i said with drive i just you know it's nice to see someone put thought into 
thought into explaining these Russian firearms and thought into the suits right. and thought into the dress shoes and um, just, uh, you know, he sends her the red lamp. And I mean, it just, it, it doesn't, it's very, uh, I, you know, it, like I said, oh, yeah, he sends her the lamp. Yeah. That's there's crazy. just, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's, there's no false notes because I think the only thing that I could say is the only quibble with was that shadow, that boxing thing. And I was like, well, wait, wait, I don't know this guy, but you're saying that that's kind of a, that's a, that's a thing that they do in that type of cinema. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, yeah, there's and a lot it, of that. And I think, and I think it works, it works theatrically to just inject a little bit more heart into it, even though you do see, I mean, it's like she opens up another world to him, basically. Totally. Right? That totally. did not exist for him. It's almost like he is, not to say it, but like he is the A word and then she brings him out of that and, and right, now, right. now he, he's a, a love conquers all you know what i mean yeah. i mean i mean you know um uh it's like james elroy uh says in an interview all his books um i've only read one elroy book the big nowhere but i'm a fan and he but he uh he says all if somebody asked what his books are about since i mean they're all straight crime books but he said they're all dangerous men in love with strong women and he's he emphasizes okay. that and i think that's true about a lot of great film noir and, and crime flicks that I, I love or, or at least spent the flicks but dangerous women in, in love with strong or dangerous men in love with strong women is definitely like a trope and I think that if you have that formula you don't need much much else and I think this movie falls under that category completely you know yeah she is, yeah. She is a strong woman you know she is, no she's and then I guess it, thing. I know it's almost it's almost like a, a writing or a directing uh how not to say masterclass or how to of of uh and maybe it's more common in korean cinema but just the very you know the very limited that every all of their they don't go into enough detail but they that allows you to like paint the picture for yourself or something yeah you know why is she why is she with his boss why i don't know yeah. there's, just, there's 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 multiple multiple bits there where they don't finish the sentence figuratively mm -hmm. or they don't finish the thought or something and it's just it's very uh precise and artful and so yeah it's not it's not it's not in my top 10 but that doesn't mean that everybody right. everybody should at least have seen it twice multiple review multiple viewings help that's for sure um cool, cool. all right well i could go on i could go on for another uh two and a half yeah. hours but i should probably let you go and um this has been it's been super fun oh uh, yeah martin oh yeah we did we did we we did talk about what my top five were, but those were really interesting. We just, yeah, we just breezed, breezed over and just try and get to yeah. the, the, the main yeah, deal. We, that's uh, the, the but I did, I did, I did, I did. Okay. I remember what I wanted to kind of wrap up and close out with. You said, you, but I think I, I put it on the back burner because you called them quote odds and ends, but is there any, is there anything else you feel? Uh, oh sure you feel, yeah. I, I mentioned it to you. I mentioned it to you in the DM just because I was like, you know what? I, I felt like compelled to just be like, Hey, there's, there's a couple other like unseen things that I should have mentioned. I mean, I always tell people, uh, you know, bullhead is one of my favorites of the, of the 2010s. Um, bullhead's the Belgian movie that I think everybody should see. And I think it came out the same year as drive and, and it has a similar, you know, comparative. I don't, think, I don't even think I've heard of that. It's about know. like, it's about like the, the like illegal, like cattle business. And it's, it's, dark it, it is a okay i think a wonderful you know it's in its own genre with the henchman movies it's it's about this like quiet cool kind of henchman uh 
who has a really rough history and i i you know okay great um and then uh what else did i say to you i said oh hey like uh honorable mentions yeah uh world of kanako Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. World of Kanako's Japanese movie, uh, crime movie, a few few years back, maybe 2015. I don't know. But uh, I think that was actually another one that falls under something that I saw that just shook me and was just kind of like, whoa, this is grim. And uh, it's the story of of, of an ex police, uh, a disgraced police officer who um, is searching for his missing daughter. And finds out it's one of those things where he's coming to terms with he's finding out through asking around that his daughter was just a vile person but what i like about the movie is he's a vile person himself and it's one of those things that i think is dying out in movies and i all i always tell this to people i i think we're i think you know the the problematic protagonists in movies is like a dying thing and I, I think characters should be flawed and they shouldn't be perfect and they shouldn't really necessarily have the best politics you know or the mm-hmm. the, the, the whatever falls in line with the mainstream whatever um i think that's okay and and movies like three billboards um were you know destroyed for this because some of the characters were just not great people and i'm like no that's cool like that's a good thing like that's okay it's okay for a character to have a troubled history or something like that and i mean maybe world of kanaka is an extreme example because the guy is pretty bad but it follows all the tropes of a detective story it's got the people showing up to his place and being like why are you asking questions and it's got the cops being like on his tail also just being like hey stay out of this Mm. um and, but it's very, very grim, and it's super like it's super frenetic. I think everyone should watch that. And then, um, if you're yeah. into this, if you're into this kind of stuff, and then I mentioned the counselor too. Yeah. And the counselor, I think, is is not a great movie. No. But I but I like it. Yeah. I, uh, and I saw it, and when I saw it, I thought it kind of sucked. But I, I was a huge Cormac McCarthy fan, and I was excited for it. But I. A multiple view i i would say if you didn't like the council the first time you should watch it again oh wow because i think it actually holds up and i think it's there's a lot going on and and i think cameron diaz was was miscast but i think there's if you watch it as like it's it, it's written more like a shakespearean kind of play almost um and i think some people struggle with the speech there's tons of speeches in the movie <laughs> but the this looming sense of darkness in the movie is is really unique and i I think it's i think it's really great i don't know i it's got it's it's got really really, it's got for a studio movie with with brad pitt and michael fassbender and all these huge but i mean it's 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 really unique but i think that's obviously the only reason why i got made is because whatever cormac mccarthy lured in right and he never written a screenplay lured in lured in those guys and then it was like oh but, you know, oh man, they're going to, they just let them do whatever they want because they yeah. car, carte blanche from the actors uh, backing him probably, I assume. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's, those, it's, those it's, I just wanted to mention too. So, but wait, who, so who directed that? 
Uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. That's no, but I mean, that's but I think it's good. I think it's no, good. I think I think it has really good attention to detail, and I mean, I think that's really if I remember it as being a very like. Um, it's you know, creepy. Obviously, it's got the cheetahs, but it's very stylistic. I mean, the clothes look really great, and that the haircuts, the sunglasses pop yeah. way, way more than a normal movie. It's sleek. It has like a sleek look to it. It's just like it's kind of uneven, and it, it there there's too many scenes in it where you're like, huh? But uh, and Cameron D is like I said, it's just terrible in it. I I but uh, yeah, but you still feel gro- a little bit gross from it. But these some of these scenes, and like I said, you just it's like a studio movie that just almost can't be made anymore. Like it's like, no, it's I mean, got, it's got Brad Pitt, like being like getting his head cut off in it. Like, no, not oh, to have a spoiler, but it's just like, yeah. you don't, this is like crazy. And then I don't the even, with the, yeah. he gets the DVD. Oh my God. Rough. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, I, I gotta give it its props for that. Um, you'll never see a movie like that ever again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, I, you might, you might in the independent circus, maybe, I don't know. But when you, when you said that, when you said that, I thought, oh man, I'm never watching the counselor again. But I, but then five seconds later, I was like, you know what? I think I will. So yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link to an article I read that, that, that revisits it and, and talks about how, oh, yeah. oh, oh, there's actually a lot to this movie. So um, oh, but yeah, yeah no, that, I, I don't doubt that. I just was, I thought, I thought I couldn't handle it, but I, I think it would, it, I would, knowing now that you know it's coming, I would think it would have to be easier. For I, I rewatched it with a group of friends recently. I was like, hey, let's watch The Council. You guys haven't seen it. And they were like, like some of them were outright angry. Yeah. Like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen, all this stuff. And I, I think that's good. Polarizing stuff's good. Challenging. Yes, it's, it's, challenging. It's hopefully, challenging. there was time for a conversation after that. But um, uh, cool. That's awesome. That's good. <laughs> all right. So, like I said, uh, Mikey MDC on Instagram and yeah. uh chillest boy with a BOI, right? No, it's just chillest boy with a BOI. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My Maybe. bad. But yeah. No, I don't um, know. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, this is this has been this has been as much fun as I, as I oh, thought it would be. Thanks for having me, dude. I have I cool. really enjoy it. I love talking about this kind of stuff. So thanks for have keeping me in mind for this. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I have to find, try and find an excuse to uh, to chat with you again. And other yeah, than that, I'll just be, I'll just be following you, cl- following you close on the socials and, and letting you know yeah. about about anything and everything. So yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Same face as fixers who never wanna hear me sing.